Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 168 for the week of March 12, 2011. I'm here with a great panel with you this week. First off, I've got John Yerworth. Hi. Okay. And Roy Burnett. I think John's feeling a little bitter about PAX East. Uh, he's bitter I'm not go. feeling bitter about PAX East. Jeez. Sure, sure. We understand, buddy. Just take as much time as you need. Emmanuel Marino. Woo! I'm going to E3. Anna Marie Neufeld. I cower from the bitter British. And special guest, Michael Cunningham. Yeah, boy! What's up? (laughs) It's an old old man from like, like, how old are you? 90-year-old hipster? Gonna start singing OPP to me? How old am I? You said I'm. <laughs> no, that voice you were doing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it could be. I'm your host, Chris Privetier. We've got a great show for you this week. Hi, Chris. Most... How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Gladly. <laughs> we, we do have a great show because Michael Cunningham's here. And <laughs> yes. uh, that's how that works. When you've got the cunning ham, you've got ham and cunning. It's all oh. lies. It's all lies. All lies. <laughs> it's all lies. All right. I had nothing except when I call in. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ooh, talking about that stuff. Nice. Okay, so uh, first off, we've got some feedback. People were asked to write in with their favorite fashion designs out of RP- RPGs. And our first writer was Just Doug, who, if you remember last week, was a guy named Doug who wrote in with his email. Uh, he decided to go ahead and make a forum name of Just Doug, because that's what we called him. So I love that. Thank you, Just Doug. That's a great name. He says... I, oh, yeah? Yeah. What were you going to say? What does Doug tell me? I want to hear what Doug oh, says. Well, he says, I really like the uniforms in Valkyria Chronicles games. Gallia Empire, the Xanatos impersonator with the random cow skull on his shoulder. I like all the character designs, any of the art really in Valkyria games. I really can't say that enough. So I'm going to read that paragraph again for him. I really like the uniform in Val... No, okay. Uh, who else? He says, I think the kids in Persona games are well-dressed. In some franchises, characters uh, have such overwrought costumes compared to the NPCs. Persona, I think, finds a good balance. with What with not having a dozen needless belts or zippers on every main character, but still looking quite spiffy. So there you go. Next letters from some dude named Quinn. I, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, I don't know who it is either. What do you say? Uh... Well, favorite RPG costumes, um, Jade Curtis for Tales of the Abyss, um, Haken Browning from that Super Robot Wars and the Frontier spin-off. What is Haken Browning? That sounds like a, a, a food dish. Uh, I may like actually... dessert. Mm. Mm, I'm going to order some Haken Browning. I know that I know the surname is supposed to be after the, is it the rifle manufacturers, firearms oh, makers? Oh, okay. All right. Um, I also put down... Um, sorry, he also put down. <laughs> Your cover's blown! <laughs> oh, no, no, I am Quinn. Uh, and he is me. Um, uh, the Galleon military from Valkyria Chronicles. People and like also him. The, um, Vice from Skies of Arcadia. Um, the general seed uniform from Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, whoever this guy is believes that um, there should have been an option to keep... Um, Squall in that outfit for the rest of the game because it looked a lot better than that fluffy coat that he wears. And also some of the um, armor designs from Final Fantasy XI. Uh, nice. And there's also a couple of non-RPG characters. Um, Battler Ushiramiya um, from the visual novel that I mentioned 
that guy mentioned on the cast a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and also the, um, uh, the rather fluffy Jean from Bayonetta. Fluffy, huh? All right. Yeah. Fluffy. Code word for big breasts. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> Roy, what do you got from us? Uh, let's see. A uh, Master Chief. He said, okay, it's time for the best dress. Let's see. RPGs. His number five choice was the elusive man from Mass Effect 2. As ZZ Top said, there's something about a sharply dressed man. The elusive man over there is pretty damn sharp dressed. Nice. Looks like the kind of guy that would throw some crazy parties tucked away from the general public. Uh, if you've read his um, dossier in Lair of the Shadow Broker, he does have some crazy ass parties. <laughs> there's a yeah. list of there's a list of all the prostitutes he slept with. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm glad that stuff's public record. That's that's exactly what I need out of Mass Effect. <laughs> All right, this is a, his number four choice was Yuna from FF10. Nice. She is then, and a selfie from eight. Then selfie. Character... Honestly, oh, we've got to read his justification. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to. Uh, said. On the other end of the spectrum, we have Sylphie from... Honestly, I, do, I didn't even know it was possible to show off that much leg and not show off anything. That would get and you arrested. <laughs> Still, the simple yellow sundress is plenty sexy without really trying that hard. Combined with the off the how off-the-wall energetic she is, the temptation is to just pull it off and get started is wow. quite strong. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, okay. Lay it down. Let's move on. <laughs> you can have that. Isn't Selfie, isn't Selfie like 16 or something? Oh, Probably. She's just old enough to be legal, like every Japanese girl. In, oh, uh, Wikipedia in says games. 17. There you go. 17. Master Chief, I'm afraid that you are under arrest. <laughs> Yeah, his number two choice was Rudy wait, wait. from Wilder. I thought 17 was okay. But you need to your state. Oh, all right. State and country. Oh, all right. <laughs> like, for example, you can marry like a 15-year-old in some states. Maybe Wisconsin. Let's see what the age of consent is in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go on, Roy. His, his number one choice was Mario. Well, wait, wait. You, what was number two? Rudy from Wild Arms. Oh, I never played that. And then he also did non-RPG characters. Wait, wait, he says Mario is better dressed than Yuna and Selfie and what? what? That's total bullcrap. Luigi is much better dressed than... We need formal Luigi. He's got to be on here. God, Wario. You know, come on. Yeah, he did non-RPG characters as well. Uh, He did top five. Uh, His fifth choice was Scholar Vis... Visery? I have no idea. I've never played Killzone. From the Killzone theory? Click the link. It shows a picture. Oh, okay. Click. It looks like uh, Uncle Fester. Ah, it does look like it's Uncle Fester. It's Uncle Fester in communist garb or something. I don't sweet. know what's going on with that. It does have a pretty cool jacket. So I'll give him that. It's a decent jacket. Hmm. Then his uh, next choice was uh, <laughs> Chun Li. <laughs> The lady whose thighs get bigger and bigger with every game. And then uh, she... Show, look at that picture. The rest of her dress is not big enough for her proportion of leg. It's crazy. 
She's wearing boots like a NBA player would have on. Then um, uh, Shiva Alomar oh, okay. from Resident Evil Five. Oh, this is your co- yeah, this is your partner in Resident Evil Five. Residential Evil. Well, I don't play Resident Evil, so I don't know. She has right, normal sized legs. And then she says, on the other end of the spectrum, we have Bayonetta. Oh, which he links to the entire. <laughs> he links to Deviant Art fan art of Bayonetta. <laughs> don't click on that. <laughs> I, think I've I already on that. did. It's okay. Been, been but, officially fired from work for clicking on that link. Well, so. remember that uh, her her outfits are all made of her own hair. Oh yeah, that's pretty hot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so all she's wearing is her own hair. And then his other and, top oh, choice. Give me a break. His top choice of non RPG characters <laughs> is Mario. Mario again. He's a cheater. He's a cheater. <laughs> uh See, he's got me thinking about selfie now. I'm like, you know, I wonder if she would lay it down just as nice as he. Michael, what was your top pick? Me? Yeah. The only RPG character I can ever remember, like, seeing their outfit and being like, man, that rocks. I need that outfit. It's Auron. Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Because seriously, you know, he's got the jug. He's got the I don't really give a care attitude. Really, the important part of his outfit is just the jug of sake, isn't it? It is. <laughs> the infinite sake god. Yes. How he can toss the, he tosses like half of his jacket off and pulls out his giant sword and, you know. It's like, I don't know. I think it's a euphemism I, somewhere. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I get really, really sick, though, of all the, I like an RPG where you can, you know, not really play dress up, but where your armor changes. You know, I guess hell, it is playing dress up. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to make it. So you like Final Fantasy Ten Two, right? Ten Two was good. Mm-hmm. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, but dress spheres, dress spheres. Oh, I'm just going to quote them out of context from now on. So <laughs> Ten Two is great. No. Ten Two is brilliant. So safe. Well, we've Mac. got that on tape now. We're, we're going yeah. to the bank with that. As much as much as I love the you know the artwork of some characters, I still like uh, like being able to change it up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets awesome. Like the job classes. I can't believe nobody said Riku either. You know, she's less dressed than most of the Final Fantasy characters. Please, yeah, man. Well, I think stink a lot. Yeah, it's kind of like the absence of clothing more than her having good clothing, right? And so was Selfie. I mean, come on. Well, just barely got that little outfit. You'll you have to take that one up with Master Chief. I will say, Ten Two did do one great thing for the RPG and, and cosplay community, is that whenever you go to any, any anime expo, you instantly know who the sluts are. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> wow. Uh, All right. Next in, <laughs> next poster was Cypher in the Snow, or Cypher Snow that's on That's why the, I said it. IRC who said who gives us the hero from Persona 4 as his best dressed. Not bad. Pretty good. Persona ca- character designs are always pretty awesome. Finally, Savorian. Teddy. Like Teddy. What do we got for Savorian, Anna? Yay! My fellow Manitoban turned BC here. He says, I like how Fenris looks from Dragon Age 2. Oh, that's a new one. I haven't even met Fenris. Looks like somebody noodle would drool all over. Roy, have you met Fenris? I haven't got that far in yet. So far, I'm still I'm in the process of integrating a very elaborate cheat that gives me the champion armor right in the beginning of the game. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Why? <laughs> Stop cheating! 
Uh, well, it, this this is actually isn't actually a cheat so much as it is a hack because you have to use several programs to be able to edit the well, in-game what files. What in the world for? Because it looks cool. <laughs> can't even earn it. <laughs> get it later. All right, Fenris well, is well, an well, elf. Well, the main thing that get. sucks about is um, it, you don't get it till like the very end of the game, and it's the best looking armor in the game. Oh well, let's do that. Oh yeah, my pick is Zidon. <laughs> no. Yes, you can't I love pick that Zidane. It's so cute. <laughs> you know, you know if, you search, if you Google for Zidane, you just get soccer players. Well, I didn't duh. Even know that. I didn't know that. I this, I didn't know there was a soccer player named Zidane. Yeah, he a like, French name with that name. Somebody or kicked someone in the nards. I can't remember which one of the two. Uh, yeah, it was a guy who like insulted his mother on the football field, so he oh, retaliated he by nutting him one, and then the internet ran away with it. Sweet. Oh, oh, I forgot one thing. The best-dressed female character in an RPG is Kuta from Final Fantasy IX. What? Ah! Oh, wait. Oh, wait. A is guy. who from something? Kuja. Kuja. Oh, wait. Kuja's <laughs> a guy. Sorry. Kuja. That's, yeah. Kuja. Mm. That's the biggest trap of any Final Fantasy game ever. It's a trap. I want to uh, see uh, like a beautiful artwork of Kuja with the subtitle underneath. It's trap. It's so true. Me and my friend were playing the game, and, you know, comes sauntering up. It's like, wow, that chick has hot hips. And it's like, oh, God, it's a guy. <sighs> oh, wow. All right. Now yeah. I found this website called Video Game Lookalikes because I looked for Zidane, and they had a picture of Zidane next to Meg Ryan, which is actually pretty close. <laughs> and also on this site, they've got a picture of Jim Power from Jim Power and Mutant Planet, which looks like it was modeled off of uh, standard art for uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's pretty accurate. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Actually, I'm sure it was modeled off that, looking at these two side by side. That's pretty cool. This is a good site, but it's not updated much. Hmm. Everybody go there. All right, so what's next? Ooh, I've got two. This is great. I've got two emails for you. First off, Andrew oh. Snyder, who wrote in and said, Hey, I just wanted to thank everyone on the podcast for making it so great. Well, thank you. We appreciate such kind words. I do miss Michael, though. Well, like I said, dragon at rpgamer.com. Ask him to be on the show. The podcast has made my nights go by so much faster. I've been helping to rebuild a house after I get off of work. I normally am working from 8 p.m. or so till around 2 a.m., and the podcast has made my night fly by. I do, however, have a question for you. I'm planning on buying a new PSP and would like to know some of the good games for it. Also, would you say to buy the PS1 classic of Final Fantasy Tactics or War of the Lions? Lions. Uh, All right. My instant advice right now is do not buy a new PSP. Really? So wh- why Wait would you? NGP. My Wait, advice exactly. is to buy a PSP now. You should have had one. No need not to get one. Get one now. Well, yeah. if you save your money and just roll that into a P- NGP, you could still play all your. Uh, if you get, yeah, yeah you could. Could. Are you, Is he really gonna start buying a UMD collection right now? Heck yeah, they're cheap. They're well, cheap. Good. Hey, oh, heck I'm yeah. gonna you say can get a lot of old UMDs really cheap. How about get a used PSP and just buy the games on the PSN store, and that way they'll work on your NGP just fine. That there you go. The Compromise. That's so okay. to actually answer the question, get the PSP version. Uh, it's got a lot of different tweaks, and it has yeah. a real translation. It has yeah. a real translation, and, and you, I'm actually going to also highly recommend Tactics Ogre, which um, has less slowdown and should still appeal to you very much. Uh, he's also looking for. Uh, he sent a follow up letter, letter saying, "I've never played a tactical RPG, so some suggestions would be nice." Um, Jean Dark, 
Everybody yes. loves that Adventures on PSP. Adventures to go. John Dark for sure. John Dark Adventures to go. You say I've never played that. Yeah, one. it's it's a really it's not simple because it's not like completely dumped down, but it is a little easier of a TRPG. In fact, I think the title of my review is my first TRPG. <laughs> All right. Um, other ones for you would be uh, the Valkyrie Chronicles uh, sequel. Um, so you probably want to start on PS3 because he said, if possible, some for the PS3 as well. So get Valkyrie Chronicles on your PS3 then. Everybody likes yeah. that one. Um, and then play Valkyrie on Chronicles on 2 on your PSP. Yeah, which, once you're or done and you... that one completely and just play Valkyria Chronicles 1 again. <laughs> uh, what was the other one I wanted to throw out there? Um, Jean d'Arc. Disgaea. You get the... If you want to get really into things, if you want to go hardcore, Disgaea is there for if... you. But if you haven't played a TRPG, Disgaea yeah. would be incredible. Yeah, don't start with Disgaea. <laughs> Even Final Fantasy Tactics might be a little painful Hard. for somebody that's never played one before. You know, War of the Lions actually might be a good start just because it's hard and it's a little hardcore, but they do a lot of these uh, innovations with the gameplay where you don't have to worry about leveling up individual characters. Instead, you level up like whole classes. Like, that kind of thing might be easier to grasp, grasp you your uh, head around. Over? Yeah, Tactics Ogre, the new Tactics Ogre. Yeah. Tactics Sogard would probably be the best. I'd go. I'd still go with Jean Dark because it's probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Right now it's probably about ten bucks. Get it on PSN, mm. and it's a good starter tactical RPG. But it's not baby's first tactical RPG either. It's if rough. you want a baby's first tactical RPG, and he says he has a PS3, you could go Vanguard Bandits on a PSN or Vandal Hearts. What is it called? Oh, Vandal Hearts. Vandal. Sorry, that one. Yeah, the the, the download of the Argus War is pretty easy too, isn't it? Uh, it's also uh, terrible. If it's he also one of the worst games on the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> it's got naked. What else do we have people. for tactical RPGs on PS3? It's really Valkyria and the Disgaea series, right? Oh, yeah, someone's buzzy. Oh, it's me. Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles. Oh, no, it's uh, gone now. Right. Okay. And uh, Disgaea three. Sid, what was this? What was the Robo one you said? I said Robo Chris. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's a terrible game. <laughs> Buy it. All right. Uh, I'm going to check the chat room here. What do they've got for you? Um, Valkyrie kind of, if, you don't have, if you don't have them on PS2, get Armored Core 3 and Silent Line Armored Core, says Master Chief. For tactical RPGs? Yeah, I don't know. So I, I guess start with, uh, start with John Dark. Um, if you want to take it through the Final Fantasy Tactics series, you probably should start with TO and then Final Fantasy Tactics, which is the second game from those people. Um, the problem is that the technical issues with Tactics may put you off, so you might want to start with Tactics and then go to Tactics Ogre. Tactics being Final oh, Fantasy Oh, Front Tactics. Mission. You can play Front Mission 3 on your uh, PSP. Oh, there you go. Front Mission 3. And uh, that sounds pretty good. And then Valkyria Chronicles on your PS3. You have plenty of All gaming right. there for hours and years. But for sure, get a cheap, get a PSP on the cheap. Just spend your money like on a on a memory stick duo, like a decent size, maybe eight yeah. gigs, and 16, rotate some. Man. <laughs> well, if it's cheap, yeah, get a sixteen. Oh and just yeah, I guess buy... get a cheap one. You're right. Rotate, yeah. And then just get it. Uh... And if you don't have a PS3, you can get a PSP Go software on your PC, and you can use that as like a digital storage locker. Okay, now he asked. He'd never played a tactical RPG before, but was still asking about them. Or yeah. was he asking about RPGs? No, he's never played them before, and he was. Asking oh, then John about Dark should probably be a good entry now, level. If, he's, entry if he's asking just for good games, non-tactical stuff on the PSP, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brave Stories, great. Uh, I would pick a. Oh, Media Go Software. Excuse me, Master Chief. Yeah. Sorry. 
No. Mm-hmm. Half Minute Hero is a must. Yeah, Dissidia is pretty good. Get Half Minute Peace Walker. Hero. Persona 3 Portable. Ooh. Do not get Lord of Arcana. Do not get Lord of Arcana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if Persona 3 Portable the, and Peace wow. Walker. Yeah, if you haven't played the Personas. Games. He may have played those on PS2, though, so... Yeah, but I mean, P3 is worth it to play again. No. Yes. Yes, no. it is. Yes. Oh, yes. Definitely, yes. No, you can you can re, you can can watch all those extra little fan videos on YouTube. There's no need to play the whole game But again. it doesn't feel the oh, same. Oh, it was so worth it to play again. Totally. I mean, I saw 100 so hours of the first one. And, uh, Put your time into the, the answer. And then I went back and played it on the PSP. So, yeah, it's definitely no, worth put it. Put that time into finishing the answer like you never did. No, that isn't worth it. I don't own the answer. I don't have yeah, FPS. It's, it's totally not worth it. You didn't finish it, did you? I watched the You clips. watched it? It wasn't worth it. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. <laughs> no. Not worth no. the torture. Play it again on the PSP and Half Minute Hero. Half Minute Hero and Brave Story are awesome. What about Persona 1 on the PSP? It might be a little out. Nah, why not? <laughs> Go for it. Buy everything. Just never buy a UMD huh? again. All right. It's a good remake. But, what um, else from Atlas? They've got good prices on their stuff. Uh, how about um, Adri uh, Union? Yeah, is that good? Yeah, and Knights of the Nightmare and Crimson Gem Saga. And well, oh, no, no, no. Those are, that's their, that, those are their games, but are all of them top tier? If they <laughs> like wizardry games, Class of Heroes uh, is one that people liked. If they like wizard, wizardry. wizardry if, you if you're into wizardry or Crimson Entry Odyssey. Crimson pretty good. Okay, I think we've given like 100 suggestions at this point. We should probably move on. Yes. All right, in, but the, the consensus is... Get no. a PSP cheap. What's your best game on the system, Michael? My favorite? Yeah. Any genre. If I had to go play another one again, I'd probably pick Half Minute Hero. Loved, loved, loved mm. it. I got bored of it. So I don't what know. was that game again? Can you say it? You got bored of Half Minute Hero. I got bored of Half oh. Minute Hero. How do you get bored of Half Minute Hero? Really? Because it's actually rather repetitive. Oh. Some of the later missions were brilliant and hero 30 i also didn't like the other modes the other modes were kind of lame evil lord 30 wasn't that good and night 30 was horrible princess 30 was tolerable but the other hero modes that you get were wonderful hero 300 loved it Mm -hmm. hero 3 was just like a challenge hero 3 yep oh my gosh (laughs) three seconds to beat the stage (laughs) it was hard yeah i can imagine it's, it's pretty fun though uh, Brave Story's good, too. I think it's really underrated as far as uh, it's yeah. just, if you like a traditional, very, very traditional that. RPG, Brave Story's the way to go. Don't mm. expect anything new story-wise, but the combat's surprisingly what? quick. What are no you doing, times. cat? No cat. My, my cat, cat has cat whited out the screen. Oh, that's nice. She made the... Oh, that's weird. Oh, yeah, Phantom Brave is... Uh, very good. Pen and Brave is out now. I don't know how to fix what she did to the camera. <laughs> did she lick it? What did she do? The camera is... Com- it looks like there's Vaseline all over the lens now. That's kind of gross. But she didn't lick it, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is great. Oh, that's vile. Alright, come on. There we go. She like the lens off? No, she just made it con- get really uh-huh. confused about its focus. So it was focusing on the dust on the lens. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> 
What a great cat. All right. So I think we should move on. Oh, if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, we got a number of ways for you to do it. A, email us at podcast at rpgamer.com. B, leave a message on our message forums, board.rpgamer.com slash forum. Um, or, sorry, just board.rpgamer.com. Then you see the rules. C, send us an MP3 file at podcast.rpgamer.com, and we'll play it on the show. D, call us at 608-729-4098. We'll play your call right here on the show. So, we'd love to hear your feedback. So, you do All that right, I've got week. some feedback. What's awesome is when you're listening to Chris talk on the podcast and watching on Justin TV, it looks like a bad Japanese dub. <laughs> <laughs> Probably doesn't for everybody else, but it does for me. So. Well, yeah, because you can hear me on Skype. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, the audio is off <laughs> by, like, eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Godzilla. <laughs> no, we can't make those jokes this week. Oh, yeah, that is bad. Yeah, hearts and Heart thoughts are with Japan, and they deal with uh, p- a pending uh, potential m- nuclear meltdown right now. Actually, there was like more explosions this morning. Yeah, the, the latest news I saw right before the show is that the explosions weren't from the reactor; they were from stuff around the reactor. So not too bad yet, but who knows? The evacuation radius is now 20 kilometers. Get uh, out of Fukushima or follow the... Yeah, nobody in there is listening to us, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope if you're in Fukushima, you're not listening to us. <laughs> You've got you know, more important things to do. <laughs> you know, speaking of this whole situation, it's like, you can tell who really cares. Like, like just on, like, social network services, you can tell this is, like, a trending topic. Yeah. And you can kind of tell who really cares and is really concerned versus who's just paying lip service. And I think this is like sort of there's I'm not gonna say who this is, but there's this per, there's this person I follow on Twitter who I knew for a long time, like in high school, uh-huh. and uh, I, I she's almost a parody of herself and everything that's wrong with Twitter. And the funny thing is that I, I, she's not joking; she's 100. percent So this is like the first tweet that she did, like right when all this news was breaking. My here goes out to those in Japan. So she could even be bothered to make sure she spelled it right. Okay, that's then, a typo, dude. <laughs> nah, you'll see, you'll see. And then less than 10 seconds later, she tweeted, I lost some weight, but I really hope my boobs don't go down a size. I like having C-cup boobies. Wow. That was was less than 10 seconds. (laughs) So I went over to an Apple store last night to try and get an iPad 2, which I failed, by the way. Um, And one of the things... Wow, nice segue, Chris. I know, I know. (laughs) I had a lot of trouble sending a tweet from the line, because I'm sitting here in line and I need to tweet about this because it's insane. But it felt so disrespectful to send anything because of what's going on in Japan right now. It's like, shouldn't Twitter be reserved for a day for like special events like this? Should we just not? Shouldn't make a pact in the future not to post about anything else, no matter how how no, much it's impacting no, us right no, now? No, I don't think so. no, 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 no. Okay. Life has to go on. People in Japan wouldn't be like wanting to read nothing but hope you're doing well. You know, a lot of people over there probably just want to get on with their lives and do something to get their mind off the tragedy that's going on. So, you know, it's it's mm. not that you shouldn't have respect for it, but to just not post anything. But I guess you know, yeah, and my if heart goes out to Japan. Oh my gosh! Later, you talk about your boobs. Oh then, my gosh! In the chat room, Mathieu, Mathieu, how do how should I say that, Anna? That's Frenchy. Mathieu. 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 <coughs> Mathieu said, oh, first yeah. thing people were saying in Final Fantasy XIV was that they were just glad the servers were still up. 
Wow. Oh, you want something? Wow. That's, that's pretty bad. That's nothing. That's nothing. Uh, one of the big things that was going around in Indonesia and other countries is that everyone was tweeting to make sure that Maria Ozawa was okay. Who? If you're not familiar with who Maria Ozawa is, she's a uh, she's like one of the most famous Japanese porn stars. And everyone oh. around the internet was going, oh my God, is Maria Ozawa okay? That's terrible. <laughs> is she still alive? Yeah, uh, three of the families that I stayed with back when I was in Japan in 2005 live in the Sendai region, and I've got no idea if any of them are okay. Oh no, Master Chief has worse. What's worse than making sure that Marie Ozawa is okay? Yeah, tell us, Master Chief. I'm, I'm waiting on pins and needles. Are we worried about her C-cup C- boobies going down the size? No. <laughs> Could that happen from an earthquake? Could it rupture an implant? <laughs> It, it, well, it hey, we're now seconds oh, here ahead we go. of where we were before the earthquake. I don't know what this means. He says, Sankaku Complex, um, that word is bad, uh, had an article about how otaku lost their resin kits. Oh, um, it's a uh, it's a trash site. Like, think Kotaku on... Complete... No, no, no. What's a resin kit? Model kit, you know... Uh... Oh, okay. Oh, they fell over in the blast. Their models and like fell apart in the earthquake. <laughs> well, they all fell off shelves or something like that. Yeah. Oh, this is what they're 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 posting about this. Well, it oh. really is like Kotaku then. Oh my! Kotaku like, would have a story. You know, Kotaku would have like, a story about how people's cakes fell over. So. Uh, it's oh. like Sankaku's like uh, Kotaku, except there's more oh, Japanese porn and their sources to Chan. Oh, wow. Hmm. But it's, it's, like, it's really funny. It's like, like Kotaku tell- run by 4chan, <laughs> says Dan Chisa. As I said. I mean, well, you said 2chan. Po- I don't even know the difference. I don't want to know the difference. You know, I'm, 2chan I'm gonna, is the Japanese version. Oh, great. I'm sure there were plenty of video game sites. We're not gonna name, I'm not going to name any names who are just saying, like, how does how did the Quake affect your gaming? Well, the big these Japanese gaming events were canceled. Will we see these developers at E3? This is delayed the release. Somebody of did that? Um, you know someone did. They can't. Were events actually canceled? I didn't know there were events scheduled. Hmm. Oh, there's a bunch of um, like um, the annual um, Toho Project event. Um, Ray oh. Saitai Eight, well, which runs be, in Tokyo, yeah. that got canceled. Just that was canceled or postponed? Uh, I think it's been outright canceled. Outright canceled. That makes sense. Well, I'm just saying, more of a fan of that, right? So I can tell you, it didn't stop Penny Arcade Expo or South by Southwest from starting. Those are both gone. Oh. <laughs> it takes it. I don't know. No, you couldn't stop that ever. No, you couldn't. Yeah. So, do you guys wish you? Man, I can't do the segue. Do you guys wish no, you were at no. PAX East this weekend? Um. If I had gone to PAX East, I would have been uh, kicking around in a swarmite costume right now that has no way to breathe and no oh, uh, drinking right. so, tubes. You're so doing for some Anna, PR yes, for swarm. She does wish she was. <laughs> You know, actually, if you couldn't breathe in it, it would be very appropriate to the Swarmite game. Yes, yes, it would. <laughs> if you melted just on the show so, floor. Do <laughs> you wish you were uh, South by Southwest, Chris? No, I, because I don't know anybody. South by Southwest is a quote-unquote networking conference for social media elite his, hipsters, right? Or people who are just really bored and want to hang around those people and think they're friends with them. Um, I'm not, I don't know any of those people, so what's the value of a conference Wait, aren't like you a, mar- a part of the Twit Army? 
You follow Leo Laporte, don't you? Yes, but he's not my friend. If I go to him at South by Southwest and say hi, he's going to be polite and say hi to me. But we're not going to sit down, have a cup of coffee, and make plans for the next weekend where we'll play World of Warcraft together. How it's do you not know? going to happen. You, you don't know until you try. <laughs> <laughs> You're Come right. On, I should stalk him because there's a chance. <laughs> Can't is the cancer of happen. Come on. I don't even understand what South by Southwest is supposed to be. It's is the official word is music plus film. Party? Music plus film interactive. What does that mean? Um, <laughs> it's the place where hipsters. It's like it's um it's a cross section between hipster and pretentious with oh. a, a smattering of social media and bad music. It's like film and music, and yet all the podcasters are there. How does that work? <laughs> you know, you could be going to these cool events, or you could be coming to Vancouver for the Celtic Fest. That sounds more interesting. People are in kilts and like throwing logs and stuff, oil. right? I don't know what happens at Celtic Fest. What happens at Celtic Fest? Bad accents? Um, people wear RPG skirts news. and listen to music. People look for hot redheaded girls. Oh, I guess that's not all that much better. All right. Oh, hot redheads? Woo! We're going to Celtic Fest. Let's <laughs> we're go. Going to Celtic Fest. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, you had me at that. <laughs> Did we? All right. So, how many right. Is, there, is there some RPG news going on this there week? There is, and it's the most important story happened. of the week. This is more important than Japan, this is more important than PAX, and it's definitely more important than South by Southwest. Player housing may never come to World of Warcraft. <gasps> but is Mariel's Mar- okay? Is she Chris, okay? Can, I, can, I, uh, can I stab you now? Yes. <laughs> cool. Just as we're clear on that one. The, some some important J. Allen Brack, who's some important person at blizzard i think says uh, i don't think it's uh i don't necessarily think that it'll ever actually happen for wow because the thing that we oh, want to do is i don't think it's sufficient f- for us in wow to just say here have some player housing great there has to be some reason for that and some gameplay behind that so this was a story this week this was important to people can't they just erect an apartment and call it lore <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, now I'm a, a, a pretend that one of your panelists doesn't play WoW and has no idea what player housing is. What um, is it? It'd be pretty a much house exactly yours. what it says. It's it's not in WoW, so how would you know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this would be well, in it, Final Fantasy XI, where you have your Mog House and you get to decorate it and bring other people over and show it off. Oh, it's basically it's basically like PlayStation Home. Yeah, a space for the player to live, effectively. And and okay. store their spoils of, of And y- the, if the Blizzard did it, there'd be achievements and, like, progression, and your house would get better over time as you grinded something on it and all that you stuff. Can invent fr- you can invent friends over, maybe a, a special someone you met in a raid. Yeah, a special someone. Then, <laughs> then we have the player sex, and the player moving in before marriage, and the player baby out of wedlock, and then followed by player marriage um, shotgun wedding in order to avoid uh, public outcry. So and all that player stuff. adultery and player... <laughs> yes. This is uh, life becoming too real in MMO. Oh, can you imagine the divorce? Half, who gets the player housing? <laughs> you need WoW lawyers? That is my achievement. You can't have it. That's terrible. Oh, man. It does oh. sound like a pretty good gold sink, though. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Nyko's trying to do some good gold sinks with 3DS accessories already. They are going to have, on the day of launch... A battery for your 3DS that is the extended life of the 3DS battery. It will be double the life. It'll cost 20 bucks, which is not bad for a battery for a system like this. And it will come... Uh, well, that's just, just it. It's just a double life battery. And I don't know how big it is, what it looks like. 
Oh, it's pretty thick. It's like this. It's um, like a big protruding grip. And oh. you said it doubles the life? Yeah. And probably doubles the weight, too, for like six <laughs> hours. I mean, six hours is, I don't know. Does that uh, seem well, worth it? Th- yeah, six to, well, it'd be six to ten as opposed to three to five. So double is, double something. Double, six to ten is, that's best I can get out of my 3DSi, or my DSi, so I don't know. Um, following shortly after that, they'll have a charge base, so you... It'll have fancy lights on it. You charge your thing on it or charge the battery pack by itself. There you go. Especially if you're going to watch Netflix on your 3DS, you might need that, right? No? No? All right. So are you guys tired of losing save games when your system breaks or something? All these hard drive-based systems, the hard drive crashes, you lose your 60 hours of product, progress through Lost Odyssey? Why don't you back up your hard drive? There's an easy backup utility on the PS3 that everyone should take advantage of. Because you need another hard drive, and you got to do it, and you remember to do it often. Hard drives cost like five dollars for like no, a sixty. You know, they gig. do not cost five dollars <laughs> for like a sixty gig. Sure, they do. Uh, why don't you just save it on a cloud? There you go. And on if you cl- are a PlayStation Plus member, which I am, the firmware 3.6 added the ability to uh, upload up to 150 megs of save files up to the cloud. It's so 1,000 files or 150 megs, um, e- and even copy-prohibited save data, the data you could not copy to a USB stick to, pa- to back up in the past, can be backed up this way. So you know who's really happy about this? Game journalists who have oh, a PS3 at work and a PS3 at home and a PS3. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. They're the most happy about this. Well, I just like the idea of backing up the save files because this has been a big issue. Um, with- so is your PlayStation Plus account finally worth it? Oh, it's been worth it for a while. I get lots of free oh. stuff. I like yeah, but is it free stuff you want? You get sworn for cheaper. Yeah. I get stuff oh, on there discount. You go. I got a free copy of Stacking from uh, Double Fine, man. Stacking, a fifty dollars. You actually did get it for free? Yeah. Cool. I thought it was just a one day. No, no, it was it was long enough. It's pretty cool. Oh, let's see. Dissidia Dual Desham has some news. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Warrior of Light's fourth form, Nameless Warrior is on the PlayStation 4 store. Oh, it's some free DLC in Japan. And he comes without a cap. This is news, apparently. Mm. Oh. Uh, all right. No baseball cap. Whatever. <laughs> all right, just so you can look at... You can just look at the fact that his flowing long hair. He, he didn't have hat in the first game. Did yes, he? he did. All right. He had a helmet. Oh, he had a helmet, yeah. Right, fine. Also, to segue into the other... Do a Segue is not a word, by the way. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Sorry, I did that. He comes that without a level cap, maybe? No. To segue no, into the other half, what, sense. Anna? Uh, you can download the um, Duodecim Prologue now on the Duodecim. PlayStation Store, and it'll be two ninety nine. Oh, the Prologus. What does that mean? So it's like, oh, it's a, just a demo that you have to pay it's for. It's a demo, but oh, if you play it and then okay. import your data into the actual game, you'll get Eris. That's oh, why Eris is back to life, finally! Yay! As a support character, not a playable one. Well, yeah, she's not playable. something... She's just well, she's not very good in a fight, as we learned. So that's probably a good thing. Man, is this just me? Is this just such a, a gross kind of cynical move to do? What? To bring Eris Charging back? you for a demo. Yeah, well, and it's yeah, like, well, you got a character. But so, it's... did you did you disagree with that Frank West stuff that they did with uh, uh, Dead Rising Two? Oh, but Case West was slightly different. I think they built an actual small mini game around that. Well, isn't that what this is? No, you play a demo. 
It's a prologue a story. It's a prologue story to the yeah. game that you play through. Just like it, that is a prologue story to the game that you play through. How deep of a story are you getting in Dissidia anyway? It's Dissidia, so you not know, most much. Most people would so argue that Case Quest was better than the actual game. Yeah, so there yes, you go. I like this. Dissidia, in my opinion, gets old really quickly. So pay three bucks, get your dual Dashum fix, and be done with it. <laughs> hey, I already bought it once. It was only 300 yen. <sighs> well, you don't even need the U.S. version. I don't know what you need. Uh, uh, no, we're still, wait, we're still waiting for it to come out in the UK. In Japan, since you're doing this multi-regional stuff, I don't know why you'd buy it again in English, since you can read the Japan, Japanese. But in Japan, mostly. in Japan, you get the Final Fantasy IV Complete Collection on March 21st, which you should get. Um, it'll have a download code to for the Deform Image Costume. I have some weird grammar in that sentence. It messed me up. Deform Image Costume for Cecil in Dissidia Duodeshim Final Fantasy. Um so then you can... Oh, and on the same day, members of the Final Fantasy mobile portal site, because we love mo- mobile gaming here at RP Gamer and supporting it in all its forms, can download a product f- code for five music tracks from the original NES version of Final Fantasy no, for use in Gul'dashim <laughs> Final Fantasy. These uh, tracks include Airship, Battle Scene, Cornelia Castle, Menu Screen, and Chaos Shrine. I love Menu Screen, dude. Green's so, <laughs> the best one ever. So you buy the other game, you get a costume, and you sign up on the portal site, you get extra soundtracks for your game. So there you go. Do it. Or not. I, had, I have one question. Yeah. What the hell are we talking about? Dual Deshem. <laughs> a dual Deshem. Oh, right. okay. No, I was so you're telling me you can download songs that are only used so in the game? Yeah. It'll only used in the game, right? I, I believe so. In Japan. And, in okay. Japan. We don't even know if they'll have it here. <clears throat> okay. Who cares? In what Japan. we do have here are some Trails in the Sky swag. So check oh, this yeah. out. Uh, this made me laugh. So Xseed says, we've got a bunch of extra crap laying around our office from pre-order bonuses and, and collector's edition bonuses from all these other games we released lately, like E7, E's Ultim Felgana, E's 1 and 2, and uh, Lunar. So if you pre-order the limited edition of The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, which has a terrible abbreviation that I will not say here, if you pre-order that limited edition at Amazon.com, GameStop.com, or a GameStop store before March 10th, so you've already missed it, <laughs> you get to choose one of the following items. You have to, oh, you have to forward the confirmation receipt to support at XSeed Games. So if you did that already, forward your um, confirmation receipt to support at XSeedGames.com and choose your, your one of your free items and you'll get it eventually. They reply to you because I forwarded mine. <laughs> but you have all the swag. You've got all those games. Oh, yeah. And I told them I didn't need any swag. But <laughs> still sent them my, you know. To do order. what? You, what did you pick? What did you pick another copy of? Nothing. Nothing? You just Nothing. sent them an email just to say hi? Yep. <laughs> Having hey, been in a bunch of game. <laughs> Having been in their offices before, I can tell you they got a lot of extra crap laying around, so I'd say so. Can you give me something else? That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. You're thinking outside the box there. Like, See? I bought all these other things. What do you got for me? See, that's I'm in the same exact situation, actually. I have all those other bonuses. I've played none of the games they came with. <laughs> this is my I know life. you asked for Michael. What? Jessica's phone number. Ah, uh, got her email address already. Score. Uh-huh. PR Inside Talk. It's fun. Oh, goodness. Good thing Sam's not listening right now. Excuse me. 
So be screaming in rage of jealousy. Okay. Oh, yes, we, we covered this last week, so I need to skip this. Uh, the Yakuza oh, 4 cuts. We talked about what was cut in Yakuza 4, right? Yeah. I yeah. So, do you want a t-shirt? Nope. Mm, depends what kind. It would be preferable to being naked. Okay. What? Yeah, it would be preferable to being naked, she said, in a very distorted method. Well, for some people, it probably would be preferable to them yeah. being naked. But... Anyway, <laughs> moving on quickly. The RPG cast encouraging nudity at... All right. So this is just for Quinn because he's in Europe, and and Roy too because he's in Europe. Uh, if you get a copy of Persona Three Portable on PlayStation Portable, mm-hmm. what the heck? This di- this hasn't come out there yet. Nope. <laughs> wow. This is Europe you're talking about, Chris. Okay, so the collector's Europe, edition. Remember the collector's edition of Persona Three Portable gets a T-shirt, um, forty-eight par- page hardback art book, six limited edition art cards, and a special reversible collector's edition inlay. But uh, the T-shirt you only get if you pre-order from uh, Ghostlight's official website. All the other stuff just comes with the game, apparently. And it has artwork from characters in the game. We've got a picture up on our site. It looks okay. Um, uh, if I get that, I'm gonna have to. I would have to rebuy the game because I already have it on PSN. Ah, yeah. Forget that then. You well, bought it from the US PSN. Yeah, I would. I would import PSN cards. I did. And I, my PSP Go has a U.S. and uh, European PSN account on it, so I right. get the best of both but worlds. But do you? How do you pay for those purchases? Do you import PSN cards? Yeah, yeah. There's a there is a uh, person that lives down the hall from me that uh, imports them, and I buy them. Oh, okay. You got a contact. <laughs> I got connections. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, for me, there's just there's a few websites that basically out there that will buy Japanese PSN cards for you. Uh, I never bought. I never did the Japanese PSN accounts because, well, I can't read Japanese, so that wouldn't do me any good. Okay, so uh, person oh. linked the source site on this next story. Somebody linked the source site, but they didn't link the actual link to the damn story, so I can't find the link. Ah, sorry, Trent. Breaking this news: is, This is Batman old. Arkham City is launching on October eighteenth, twenty eleven. Okay, that's very important to know. Well, it's a cool game, man. All right. You know what else is a quote-unquote cool game? Dungeon Defenders for your... No, it's not. Why are we covering this? It's not any good, and it's not an RPG. But we've covered it, and so in honor of our news person who chose to put up a story, I'm going to go through it. It's got cross-platform play. That's the important thing. Cross-platform play between PC, PS3, iPhones, iPads, iPod Touches, and Android devices. So there you go. And uh, This is a Game Loft game, right? No. No? No. This isn't the Game Loft game? It's not a Game Loft game. Oh, excuse me. Then, okay, yes. Pay attention and be interested. Oh, why is that? Oh, Game Loft is terrible. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dungeon Defenders, let's see, who makes that? Trendy Entertainment. It's being put oh, up yeah, by Reverb yeah, yeah. Publishing. This is the one that at CES was being shown on all the uh, Tegra 2 tablets and devices as being, it plays the same on your PC as it does on your portable device. Big uh, big hint, no it doesn't. Um, yeah, but- <laughs> it's okay, no, no, well remember, it's because you played it on a device with no controls. If you actually, pl- from my understanding, if you played it like on the PS3 or something, it's it's a fairly decent uh, I'd Diablo love to try to do tower that. defense hybrid. I would love to try to do that, but you know what, it's not out on any of those platforms yet. It's, it's, like a, it's only PC on iPhone and Android. It was supposed to come out two months ago. Yeah, it was supposed to come out a couple months ago, but now it's Q1 2011. It's been Q1 2011 since CES. Hey, Debray. Yeah, the the iPhone version was its best. Oh, hold on, hold on. What, what, Michael? 
I'm pretty sure Q1 is almost done too. So yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's Q1 2012. <laughs> they got three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the iPhone wasn't its best showing just because it was trying to do so much with the touch interface. But it, it's as far as the game goes itself, it's pretty decent. It right? looks beautiful. It the looks great does. on PC. Yeah, it's not as good looking on like your iPad and stuff. Though I wanted to try it on my iPad too, except I didn't get one because supposedly the artwork gets updated and it's better. Did you but... pre-order it, Chris? What? Oh, did an I pre- iPad too? Oh, an iPad too? No, you can't pre-order one. Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, th- this wasn't uh, this wasn't GameStop selling iPads. Did you pre-order your iPad? Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have one for you. No, it was Apple. Like, no, you're not allowed to pre-order. You need to take half a day off work and wait in line for four hours, and then you'll get one. Why? The job said so. Yeah. The job let's, says. Let's not go there. All right. <laughs> hey, you know what? Deus Ex. It's got a release date. Yeah. Sweet. When is it? August twenty third, twenty eleven, for US based RP gamers, and August twenty sixth for Quinn and Roy, and as well as the rest of the, of the UK. I don't approve. You don't Europe approve. is getting it so soon after us. Yes. <laughs> hey, we got, we got Pokemon two days before you. Oh, this is ridiculous. Unacceptable. Of us, team Yeah, we don't know how that one happened, but it was just still nice to gloat. Well, basically, uh, Nintendo wanted to do a simultaneous release between America and Europe, except in, in Europe, you always release games on a Friday, and Nintendo insisted on a Sunday release in America. That's how it happened. Oh, how did you find that out? It, all of our get Nintendo all of, always releases games on Sundays. This is like nothing new. Uh, yeah, we're, we we actually that is untrue. Um, Dragon Quest VI was released on a Monday from Nintendo. They don't always do it, but they've made uh, a habit of doing it with a lot of games here recently. Yeah, like some of I, the, they did it with the DS initially. They did it with. Um, I'm just gonna point out. I just pointed Zelda out a games. DS game published by Nintendo where they didn't do it. Just just yep. throwing that out there. I, they don't I, do it all the time, yeah. but they're the only company that will do I a street the, date on a Sunday. Think, yeah, yeah, and I think the American standard release day is like Tuesday or something. Yeah, that's yeah, what, it's a normal Tuesday. ship day, and then you usually get it on a Wednesday. Um, you guys do stuff on Friday though, for some reason. Yeah, our game, our games usually come out on Friday. Interesting. Like, show, like for example, Shogun: Total War, I think came out yesterday. Sweet. It's, oh, it's either it came out. Oh no, I think it may came out yesterday, or it may come out a week yesterday. I've been waiting for so that. Next week. Not yeah, really. I'm waiting for it. So. You know what I've been waiting for? And I know Michael's been waiting for it with me. Oh, yeah. White Knight Chronicles oh, 2. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, yes. Sequel to the most mediocre. <laughs> Two or three times on the podcast now. <laughs> Sequel to the most mediocre game of the PS3. Oh, yeah. I don't think oh, I yeah. called it mediocre. I think I called it disappointing. <laughs> there you go. Disappointingly mediocre. Um, yes, indeed. PlayStation blog has confirmed. I will White gladly Knight... give more details if you'd like a break. Oh, I would. Do you want a break from yeah, talking? Yeah, please. All right. PlayStation blog in Europe has confirmed that White Knight Chronicles 2 will be coming to English regions. They did not specify yet if it's coming to the United States, but there's no reason it wouldn't. Um, in White Knight, White Knight 2, they've said to have sped up combat. Uh, they claim it's fully redesigned, a dynamic new battle system. What they've done is just change the combat up a little bit. They've sped things up to where when you start attacking, you don't have to wait like 10 minutes for your little attack bar before you actually swing the very first time. I think they've just sped up things here and there. You can play online with six people instead of four. And in Japan... When White Knight 2 came out, 
it was the second half of the game, but it required that you had completed the first game to yeah. play it. Um, I believe Spencer at Silicon Era picked up and he dug in and found somewhere where it said that now that's not true for this one. You can jump straight into the sequel. I don't know if we've heard for sure, but in Japan, they included the entire first game with the second game. It was game. so weird. <laughs> Just because they were requiring it to be there. So um, I guess that's uh, you know the biggest change they've got there is it's the second half of the game that we didn't really even know was going to be a two-part game anyways. Yeah. I want to be honest with you. I kind of like the fact that it was forcing you to finish the first one because it validated my experience in some way. <laughs> it's like, finally, that work work is worth something. I'm permitted to play the sequel now. <laughs> and see, now they've taken that away from you. Unless, now, of course, I lost my save this. file on my hard drive because I didn't have cloud storage to back it up to or something. But yeah, <laughs> That's true. But while we have yet to hear anything for North America yet, it is coming to English, so we're sure to have more info soon. I'm not sure why the delay. There must be somebody that's got an exclusive or some crap like that. But it's coming in May in uh, uh roughly in may to europe to europe All so right. hopefully and it's also there's two games there is a psp white knight chronicles origins that is coming out it was called dogma wars in japan and it's developed by matrix software not level five level five developed the playstation 3 versions and they passed off the psp one to Matrix. They did Final Fantasy 3 and 4 for DS. Uh, they did uh, After Light. Years. They did uh, Tales years. of Verses, uh, Avalon Code, Cluster Edge, Yu Yu Hakusho yes. Forever. They did, all those uh, Wikipedia <clears throat> entries you're reading, yes. They did, they did uh, Art Dragon Quest V along with Arte Piazza, apparently. Hmm. Wonderful. Um, that was the PlayStation 2 version of that, not the oh, DS one. Oh, okay. Um, but That's yes, weird. they are the ones that are developing this. There's not really been much said about this. I can't even find the review from Japan. It just came out in Japan in February, and I can't find any kind of comments on the Famitsu review, even just to see what they said about it. But it's got a single-player campaign, four-player co-op. You can trade quests and avatars with other people. Not online, I would imagine. It doesn't specify, but I would imagine it's not online, just local. Um, no um no confirmation of that coming to North America either, but again, no reason it shouldn't. There's been American voice actors that have already been tweeting and posting that they're working on the second game and something else, so it's coming. It's in English. There's no reason we won't get it in the U.S. Or Question is, more. will it not suck? Uh, I mean, it's already out in Japan. What, what were the reviews like there, I wonder? Uh, <laughs> They didn't like it in Japan either, the first one, so I don't think the second one's going to be... Well, I wonder what the... Uh, all right, Japan, Famitsu, let's see, Famitsu, ah, review scores from Famitsu, July 2nd. Uh, the first White Knight didn't impress them. The second one, okay, the first one got 7877, seven, seven. the second one gets 8898. Eight, eight. Well, at least they've gone up a little bit. Yeah. 33 from a 29, I guess. That's, so, yeah, graphics look pretty. Yeah, I wanted to enjoy it so much, and I didn't think it was horrible, but it was definitely meh. I'm going to forget all the intricate story details by the time the second one comes out. And I don't even know if I'm being sarcastic when I say that. 
So I remember this had one of the most generic stories ever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was just right. a bad anime. Yeah. Uh, we got we got more good stuff coming up. There was another story that I posted earlier in the week. Oh. I don't know if you've talked about this yet or not. The uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. No, uh, that wasn't preview. in the news feed, so I, I missed that. So ah, go ahead and tell us about that. That was more of an impression, just in case I get called away or have to leave or something along those lines. I just wanted to touch on that. They went to an event up in Baltimore back early in February. They were showing this off to press for the first time. There was a guy from like RPG Fan, some other sites around there that came to this thing. And they were demoing the combat, taking you around, showing you some things about the game. Because up until this point, how many of you all had even paid attention to Kingdoms of Amalur? Reckoning? I hadn't even I heard hadn't of even it. heard the name. Yeah. So apparently I knew a all... famous baseball guy was making an MMO. That's all I knew. Yes. This oh, this is, is yeah. Kurt Schilling's? This is Kurt Schilling's. Oh, now, now I, I know about it. About. <laughs> yes. Now, that's the biggest thing, and that was one of the points that I made in this story, is that so many people have not really had any understanding of what is going on here because they've not really done a good job of explaining what's up. Kurt Schilling started a video game company called 38 Studios. And from there, that studio is making an MMORPG in the Kingdoms of Amalur world. It's not Reckoning. That's a totally separate thing. They're making it from the ground up. They're doing their own stuff. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. They don't talk about it yet. It's codenamed Copernicus at this point. But uh, Schilling's like a big, he was a big EverQuest fan. He was a big WoW player now, you know. He's been on the instance. Yeah, he was on the Uh, instance in the early days. So what he is doing now is he bought, I guess he didn't really buy, but um, Big Huge Games is a company in Baltimore separate from 38 Studios. Big Huge Games had out, they did like the Settlers of Catan. Um, they did that. They've done a few small projects, and I think they were getting ready to maybe go under, or THQ ditched them and said, sorry, we don't have any need for you anymore. He came along, snatched them up, and has brought in a guy named Ken Rolston from Bethesda, and they have a heck of a lot of Bethesda talent there that have oh, come in. sweet. Make, you know, if there's one thing that an MMO game. needs... Oh, this is for the single player? Yes. Oh. There are two companies and two games at work. Are you sure they don't want to be yeah. on, the, on the multiplayer team? Because MMOs need lots of bugs, and there's nobody better giving you those <laughs> than Bethesda talent. So I don't uh, know. Obsidian's Obsidian. Pretty. Oh, they're, they're, right. They're so they'll, con, they'll go yeah. and consult on the MMO version? Is that they'll how that will next, work? Okay. They'll make the sequel. Okay, good. Um, but yes, that's the thing. It's 38 Studios. They're making the MMO. We know little about it right now. Totally different thing. Reckoning is a single-player RPG, PC, 360, um, and PS3. And it's being made by a heck of a lot of people that used to work at Bethesda but have now gone on to use totally new tech. It's an open-world game. We didn't really get to see a lot about the story, but it's quest-based. It's a third-person perspective. It's a heck of a lot faster. I don't know if any of y'all hated Oblivion. I didn't hate it, but the one thing I couldn't stand about it was the combat in Oblivion. Uh, I thought it was slow, awkward. All I did was walk around swinging a sword, and you know, Fireball. Magic, magic was horrible to cast. This takes 
the open world style of a game like Oblivion and turns it into something that is more almost like you know, two worlds two. Say, it turns it into I, two worlds two. No, oh, okay. I don't want to say it's like God of War, but it's almost like you know, if God of War and Diablo had a baby and put it in an open world game like Oblivion. Oh my God, I feel so sorry for that child. It's very loot based. Uh, the action combat is very fast paced. It's very, uh, uh, you know, it's it's straightforward. It's not you know you can combo players. Uh, one thing they showed us in the demo was like a, they showed us a warrior build. There's like a warrior build, a mage build. You can combine those talents. You don't have to pick a class when you first start. You just grab talents from a talent tree like you would in you know World of Warcraft or something along those lines. But the warrior like has a scorpion style attack where he can throw a harpoon, yank a character towards him, start waylaying on him with his fists, slam the ground, do a big explosion that knocks him up in the air, and then you can like continue to combo. You're not doing that by, you know, having to juggle like A and X and shoulder button and things like that. You're doing it just by, you know, comboing your skills together, one button pressed for uh, one weapon, you can press another button to bring up another weapon. You've got different buttons that are assigned to your skills. It's just a, it was just a really straightforward, high action game, and it was really impressive to see the combat. So, Did we have was... someone fall over? My cats so. decided to dismantle my speakers. Okay, just yep. again. But that's the big thing here is a lot of people when they first saw this, they were like, "Oh God, Kurt Schilling, you know, he's not been into." development of games what's he doing he's not you know lording over these people and trying to micromanage things he's brought in people that have got their own team this is the one that todd mcfarlane is working as uh i guess the executive art director and he has brought in Ari salvatore to do the creator of he's called the creator of worlds in this case and they're not just coming in to throw their names on stuff and be done or to come in and just say oh well you know, we're just going to make a game and we're going to plaster our name on it and everybody's going to love it because we're involved in it. They came in kind of as a supervisor role. You know, McFarlane came in and he's supervising the art team. He's not just trying to get his art in a game. Uh, R.A. Salvatore is not pinning the actual game itself. He's just, you know, he wrote like a 10,000-year history for the world of Amalur and the team came in and created their own world from a certain fragment of the giant so he's doing like uh the dude on mass effect did the drew kapersky guy i assume that's correct i don't know what all his involvement was but it's it's the same kind of thing is where he's just kind of overseeing the design team he's not you know he's not trying to pin it himself or make it his style or something along those lines and got to meet a lot of the staff and see a lot of the things they were working at and it was looking very impressive it's coming out in 2012 but I can say this much just as a takeaway. If you like games with open world environments where you can go quest around, do things, it looks like this is one to look at. If you like those kind of games but are tired of them being like, you know, brown and gray, if you didn't like the, the world settings of Fallout or Oblivion, this is a lot more colorful. The artwork kind of reminds me of World of Warcraft, just in how colorful everything is. And. You know, loot is a big thing. They said that was one of the biggest things they were going to work on is loot and how easy it would be to interface all your loot and how, you know, they just showed us going up, taking a sword, 
forging a fire crystal into it and the sword just starts flaming. You know, it's a flaming sword. Pretty straightforward. It's it's your standard RPG fare, but it was really impressive to go take a look at. And, you know, I went in expecting it to be complete, total fantasy fodder. You know, it just sounds like a disaster just hearing yeah. about it. But actually taking a look at the game, really, really impressed. I, um, I heard a few things about maybe like the, the premise of the story is that like maybe this will take place like 10,000 years or so before the start of the MMO or anything like that. Because they have they built like ten thousand years of lore apparently, right? Yeah, they've got a ten thousand year lore line. They're not going to tie together. Reckoning is its own thing. The MMO is its own thing. They're based in the same general world, but they are not. It's not like you know you have to play this one to play the MMO, or you have to play the MMO to get this one. They are going to you know try to tie them in some way somehow, but they're not. They're totally separate things, and the Reckoning team is going to continue making Reckoning games if they do well, and the MMO team is going to keep on the MMO. So it's two so, different studios doing two different things with just some general oversight. It's sort of like the Torchlight scenario situation where the, the MMO is so far away that they decide to build a game in the meantime to build brand awareness. I mean, it's, a game. It's similar to that. What really happened in this case was that they had the MMO designs and were kind of doing that and said, you know what? The studio here has some good talent down here at Big Huge Games. They're kind of going out on their own. They've kind of lost their funding. They might have been going under. I don't know all the details on that. But they were like, you know what? We're going to snatch them up. We're going to give them this world that we've created to create their <laughs> own RPG in. And they did. You know, it's two totally different studios, uh, two totally different publishers. From my understanding, I, I hear there was some work already done on this game previously, and then like they reworked it to fit into the uh, Amalur universe, right? They had some concepts. They didn't really go into all the specifics, but apparently <laughs> Ken Ralston was like one of the big guys that did Morrowind and Oblivion. He, all was, right. uh, he yeah. was like the lead designer on those two games. He wasn't just some guy that worked on those. He was the lead designer for Morrowind and Oblivion. He moved off after Oblivion was over into this company, and they were apparently working on another RPG that they lost funding for, may have been taking too long. I don't know all the details. They didn't go into that. But when they came along and said, you know, hey, we want to do this game, they may have taken some of the concepts from it, but they didn't. You know, it's not like old tech. They're just doing all kinds of stuff together to, you know, to unify it. They're using their own in-game engine. They're not using, like, Gamebryo or some modified version of that. They've done everything in-house. And they said that, you know, apparently, I guess Kurt Schilling's just got tons and tons of money to fund this thing. Because he said, <laughs> we're going to do like Blizzard, and we're not releasing the game until it's done. Um, so he said, you know, EA would... You know, he kind of said this in jest with EA people around. He's like, you know, I know what people think of EA, but in this case, we've got an agreement with them where we're not releasing this until we're ready to. So I guess it's his money that's speaking in this case. You so, know, it's funny. Yeah. A lot of um, ex-baseball players open up a restaurant or something. I love that Kirchelin's, nope, I'm going to fund MMOs. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious to sit and listen to him talk because he said, you know, some of his other friends when he was playing, his other teammates, they'd ask for things like private jets or they'd start their own car collection. He said he would just spend his money on having the fastest laptops <laughs> so that he could play his games. And his only contract stipulation ever was that when he was like on away games that the hotels he was staying at had high speed internet. Nice. So you actually so, met the guy? Yeah. 
uh, met him and uh, McFarlane and Ari Salvatore and look at you, along with how many other people were were with you? (laughs) There was thirteen of us at this event. Oh, that is pretty intimate. That's not bad. And honestly, the people the people they invited to this one, I guess they may be touring some of the San Francisco people and all that, but. you know, it was like us and RPG fan were some of the only sites that actually cover RPGs like this. There were some MMO sites uh, like Curse.com and MMORPGamer were there, but they weren't showing the MMO at all. So I don't know why those people were there, but, uh, you know, more power to them. It was, it was cool to get in there and see. I have one final quick question before Chris makes this go on. Um, do you know you didn't mention anything really about the, the, the sort of the setup for this story? Like, like mm-hmm. what's sort of going on in this world, and like who are you basically? What this is is you're in what they're calling the Age of Arcana, and <laughs> it's an age where magic is really big and is really flourishing. And you've got uh, where you start in the game was there's this gnome who is trying to create something called the Well of Souls, so that when people die, he <laughs> like brings them back to life through this well of souls or he uses this well of souls to kind of harvest the people that have died and you know it it creates energy and apparently your character is the first person to really come back to life as themselves from this well so he's like oh i can't believe this has happened you know that's kind of like your intro cutscene is you're dead you get pushed down into this well of souls next thing you know you come out and you're alive and you're like holy crap what am i doing here he doesn't believe that you're alive and you know brings you out to test you and kind of see what's going on with that and you go out into the world and find out what's going on you see you know what's happening apparently there's more than one well that um i guess you know i, I don't know if he's the evil arch wizard or some crap like that but you know there's always the antagonist that you're going against and you find out that he's a little less than reputable than the guy that brought you back to life so it's you know didn't really go into too much detail about the story. They're supposed to happen, open more of that later on. So, so it's like you're the first of a dead army, and you have to go stop an alternate uh, evil dead army? I guess. You didn't really come back as a zombie or anything, but uh, I guess you're coming back from the dead. So, All right, so is Bruce Campbell in this game? I did not see him, but I would not <sighs> count out a cameo. Is Bruce Campbell in it? <laughs> and I did not... There may or may not be a boomstick. Do not know. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. I'm actually more. I was not. This was not all at all on my radar before. But based on like what you're saying and a lot of other people are saying, it's like, yeah, I like Oblivion. I like Fallout. I like some Diablo. I like. I I wanted to like Fable more. I all I got I'll from just, it is it's a third person action RPG with some good pedigree. Uh, maybe I'm missing something, but if you like open world games, if you're a fan of Oblivion, if you're a fan of Fallout. And you like a fantasy setting with lots of loot and, you know, some really you colorful You love graphics. those games so much. I do. Shinies! That's, that's why I absolutely fell in love with what I saw of this game. It looked exactly like something that I would want to play. If you don't like those type of games, I don't think it's going to win you over. To be but fair, you, I love those type of games too, so I'm, I'm right on board. You know, you create your own character. You've got multiple classes or uh, multiple races that you can choose from. You can like have human, elf, dwarf, that kind of stuff? Yeah, they're not called that, but um, and they're really their own creation, but it's not the standard elf-human-dwarf template. They've got own original races. They didn't show us in detail all the races yet. Um, but 
and the other big thing I was glad about is you don't have to pick your class to start with. You know, you don't have to decide before you even swing your sword that you want to be a warrior or before you even cast a spell that you want to be a mage and then get out and figure out, oh, crap, I need to restart because I didn't like it. You just start off as is and, you know, you can be a mage. Your mage is not just kind of sit back and cast and do nothing. Uh, your mage can or your warriors can like do a dodge roll around the stage and, you know, sway out of things your mages can do like a teleport dodge where they're just teleporting across the stage and sneaking behind enemies and casting like a giant meteor spell that kills everything in the room it just looks amazing cool this is a single this is a single player game and it is a single player rpg and it's on my list Mm mm-hmm and I'm so, like you, Manny. I, I wasn't expecting anything out of this. I didn't know mm-hmm. what to expect. All we saw was the kind of cinematic trailer that they put out that looks just general fantasy. And the title of the game does it no favors. It's about as generic fantasy as it can get. So, I really am liking the screenshots. I'm looking through the screenshots now. It really does look like Fable Three: Mary's Oblivion with a little <laughs> bit of like a little bit of wow inside, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. So the character last question, the character creator is pretty deep. Did you make yourself in the game? I did not make myself. Uh, the character that was made, they had a couple pre-generated things and would go in and adjust that. Um, but yeah, you've got as much adjustment as most any other RPG that I've played where you get to create your own character. Great, because if I can't I make myself, I'm out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check and see if they had a Manny setting, but I would imagine they did. They had a lot That's of my presets that you could pick from, and you could do a random set, and then you could customize it from there. So if I can't make a hot redhead chick, I'm out too. But apparently you can, Dude, so I'm good. That's always my second playthrough right there. Felicia Day. <laughs> when does the game come wow. out? It's, it's a 2012 release now. Apparently EA's publishing this with them. So I guess they said, you know what? We have Mass Effect at the end of the year. We don't really need to put a big game RPG out at the same time we do Mass Effect, even if they're not competing. So apparently it's 2012 now. So Great. quite a while on that. I want to check this out. So if you're going to need some games to play while you're waiting for something like that, right? Yes. So yes, we have some games like that that are coming to your PlayStation Network soon. Um, Gameloft uh, is putting out their Dungeon Hunter Ooh. property. But you don't like Dungeon Hunter, Manny? I don't like Gameloft. Why don't you like Gameloft? It's just Ubisoft. Are you joking? It's just Ubisoft. Why don't you like them? It's no, not it's... just Ubisoft. I'd like... Let me put... It, sure, it, I love it is stock. Ubisoft. I have stock in them. It's just Ubisoft. Gameloft is copy-paste. Wait, you have stock in them? Then your opinion is invalidated. <laughs> Leo Lepore would never do this. Yeah, I'm not... I don't get paid to be a journalist, so if Leo wants to pay my bills, he can... He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> so, um, what do you what do you what's what's what do you hate about GameLoft? Um, did you enjoy playing wait uh Resident wait Resident Bad Things on your no? So I, really, so everyone knows that they all they their all their entire game lineup is basically a ripoff of any popular game at the time, and not just like a like a riff on it or like an interesting take on it. Like, I really liked Oblivion. Let me see what I can do in an open-world game. It's more like, hey, let's make StarCraft, but not call it StarCraft. And let's make... Oh, you uh, you're, you're, you're don't like Starfront? <laughs> is what you're saying? The Starfront property they came up with? Which is literally StarCraft? Yeah. On, yeah. Literally, and, yeah. And it, it just basically name a popular game. Like, instead of Modern Warfare, they have Modern Combat. So one of the game's properties they've chosen to copy is Diablo. So they have a series called Dungeon Hunter. They've got two games in it. Um, 
They're actually fairly competent clones. I'm showing people on camera one of them right now. This is Dungeon Hunter 1 on the iPad. Uh, it is coming to PlayStation Network, and it's going to have uh, co-op play. Uh, you're going to be able to play, uh, let's see, it doesn't say how many, so at least two people. Uh, I don't know how many. It's going to be coming out in April, and it, you're going to have co-op online play, local play, of course, and uh, you're going to go through dungeons and kill enemies and all that good stuff. So that's all we know about it. But It better uh, be cheap, though. Like, how much is this ripoff? My, I would say it's fifteen dollars or less because it's a PSN game, but I, I would don't know. hope so. Uh, I don't know. I, I, let me just put it. It's sometimes, like I was interested in Game Off at first when they started doing like some interesting things that, like, oh, there's never going to be G- a GTA game on the iPhone or Android. So they made their uh, Gangstar or whatever it's called. They're like, okay, it's cool, but then it just got to a point where it was just so cynical, mm-hmm. and they just started ripping off anything popular. You started rolling my eyes after a while. Like, it got to the point after seeing Starfront with its fake StarCraft Marines and uh, Resident Evil, but it's not called Resident Evil. Like, it just got to the point where it's like, man, don't you guys have a single original idea in your head? <laughs> well, apparently the answer is no. So, if you're looking for original content, Gameloft is not your company. I, I don't honestly know. I haven't gone through their full lineup to see if they have anything original. Um, I'm going to take your word for it that they don't. But they oh, are like bringing this game over. Game. Anyone, name a popular game and I'll tell you if there's Assassin's a... Assassin's Creed. Yes. Well, actually, no. There's Assassin's they have Killers. Assassin's Creed. They have the license. It's called Killer Creed. <laughs> no, it's, they actually do have an Assassin's Creed game because uh, they're, they're owned by... They're essentially Ubisoft. So. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that was they a have poor a choice. Too. Yeah, they have yeah. Starfront. Yeah. Starfront. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure... Uncharted. Uh, there's an Uncharted ripoff that just came out. Deadly Combat will probably be out soon. What is the name uh, of the uh, What is the name of the Uncharted ripoff? Oh, ah, uh, jeez, Un- it's uh, it's something silly like like Un- Uncharted Adventures or something. Oh wow, Uncharted Adventures, Uncharted uh, Adventures. That's I'm terrible. totally just making these up, but they can't be <laughs> totally. It's it all true. They can't be it. But I don't know. The, my problem with them is that they actually have like if you look mm-hmm. at what they're doing, it's right. called Shadow Guardian, I think. Okay. Wait, no, wait, Super Shadow Mario Galaxy. Be- what do they have for Super Mario Galaxy? Oh, they're making a new Zelda ripoff. I know that. Ooh. Now, but they have like some problem- original RPGs that they've come out with that are not horrible. Yeah, that's do what they? I'm saying. Like, they oh, have yeah, they have one. Tech. They have one. What's it called? Um, and it's not horrible. I think Manny's trying to tell us. Oh. Well, all I was just trying to say is like they have good technology and they have – you know, like they obviously have people understand these mobile devices. And I just like I just wish they would actually do something with it. Instead of just saying, how can we make the most money in the app store by trick by giving by tricking people to by buy tricking people? <laughs> all right, all they right. They have Shrek Cart HD. They have Uno. That's that's a licensed game that only they have. Sacred Odyssey. What else do they have? Uh, they have this uh, RPG called. They have Modern Combat and Modern Combat Two. <laughs> they have the official have Avatar Nova. game. They have Nova and Nova Two. Guess yeah. what game that is. Halo. And we have just become an official shill for what they, Game Lock. What they actually do have is called Eternal Legacy HD, which is a traditional RPG. So that might actually have Z- some merit. Zeonia and... Oh, they're publishing Zenonia? I thought they were the ones that put no, that out. No, they don't do Zenonia. No. Not, well, at least not on the iPad. Let me check on the iPhone. Who does, then? 
Xenonia, are you here? No, that's Game Evil. Yeah, Game Evil. Oh, Hero of Sparta is my favorite one of theirs. (laughs) Hero of Sparta, I love that. Sorry, Game Evil. I didn't mean to shill you all. Yeah, so they they also have Let's Golf. The, oh, the God ooh, of War rip. <laughs> they have Oregon Trail, and we need to move on, like, right now. Yes, so, we, we need, need to get to off of Game right Loft. Now, right now. So uh, go check out Eternal so Legacy. None of the podcast has died of dysentery. We can move on? Yeah, none of the podcast yeah. has... Actually, some of the audience died of dysentery while we were talking RPG about cast that. tried to ford the I river. The, 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 the short summary of that, Dungeon Hunter coming to PSN with multiplayer, coming out before Torchlight could be bad for Torchlight sales. It could be. If okay. it's a Diablo clone coming out like in uh, a couple months before uh, the uh, actual a one is coming out. I think out. Runic Games has a lot of goodwill and people genuinely like them as opposed yeah. to Game Loft, which is like people who don't know anything about games buying stuff on an iPhone. All right. Fair enough. Also, Torchlight <laughs> isn't on the iPhone, so it's not really competing. Yeah, they're on two totally different systems, too. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Torchlight will be on PSN, won't it? Nope. No. No, because if they're going to port it, it's going to be to Microsoft because they're willing to publish for them. So there we go. We've got Dungeon Hunter versus Torchlight, the match Torchlight of 2011. Torchlight down price to $15, too, on the PC and Mac. Yeah, I heard that. If you don't have XPLA, just get it on your PC. Just about every PC in creation can run Torchlight. Yeah, no kidding. Yep, yep. And I'm still waiting for Torchlight to show up on the Mac App Store Runic Games. Just buy it on Steam already. Buy on Steam. Wait no for a sale. Wait for a sale. It's a Mac game. Okay. What's next? Record of Agarest War Zero. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris Chris were talking you. about this last night, and he was like, "Record of Agarest War Zero." Huh? That's the review score we're gonna get for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's what they it's want for their be, review score or something. I don't it's know. Supposed to be better than the first one. But is it's it still the same developer and it's still well, the same kind of game? And let me tell you something: when you divide by zero, the answer is still well infinite. Actually, it's, so I, right, I already know our <laughs> tagline. Record of Agus War. Yeah, tagline. Is this game a zero? There is no booby mouse pad. In no booby mouse edition. pad. So here's here's what it what you do get. You Poor get girl suggestively sucking sausage. No, you get. No, that's uh, two. <laughs> Gosh, my bad. Shut up. That'll be actually yeah. Stop. Not Let me talk. <laughs> Sausage. This version contains a deck of playing cards featuring art from the game. A deck Sausage. of quote-unquote, I love this, quote, skill, unquote, cards. I don't Boobies. know what that means. A 48-page character data guide and oh. a soundtrack CD. It costs fifty nine ninety nine for the limited edition, which is ten bucks more than the game by itself. And it's already available from pre order from GameStop and Amazon. It will be out on June fourteenth on the Xbox three sixty and PlayStation three consoles. In Europe it will be out only on PS three sometime this summer. And no Sausage idea It comes in a nice little box. Uh, well, at least the two decks of cards do. I don't know what the, the skill cards are. The limited edition 60, and the regular edition is going to be 50. That's right. So it's cheaper than a normal priced Which game. tells you it's going to suck. But what uh, is the, what's uh, up with the... I don't understand the collectible cheap, skill Chris. cards. Well, it's not from Game Luff, so it has to suck. So that's what well, we established, right? Um, I suppose that means for me it's lucky that I only have a PS3 so I can right. play it. That's right. You can actually play it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Master Quest. Who's been wanting to play Master Quest on Ocarina of Time? 
I played that back when it came out on the GameCube. Oh, you did? All right. Ha! I never ha! did. Ha! Oh, shush. We had some arguments <laughs> about this last night. I don't know why she's reacting like that, though. Because you would like nobody's playing it. All right. It was a pre-order bonus when you pre-ordered uh, Wind Waker. You well, got since the original <laughs> game. Since the original game sucked so much, why would you play the Master Quest version? Um, because most people don't think the game sucked. Yeah, it's a terrible game. I Which game sucks? Ocarina of Time is a terrible game. I hate it too. Rock on. <laughs> I don't like this game. I get so you know what? I get to the point where I'm going around looking for the dude jogging around Hyrule to upgrade my wallet, and I say, "Why am I playing this crap?" And I turn it off. You know where I got? Yeah, bored? that was like ten Five years ago, in. dude. Why what? are you so got, bitter? What? I got bored. ten minutes in, maybe. Ten minutes in. Wow. Yeah, ten years ago, you didn't even like finish the Deku tree. Oh no, I went back and played it later and finished it, but I got bored ten minutes in. It's so. I you know so I was afraid. I got I got hung up in hunting down skull tullas because like I need to max out my character. It's one of those things that, that's why I play RPGs because I like to max out my character. And doing You're, it in this game is so boring. What? You know, Chris, you don't actually have to max out your character. You can just enjoy uh, the game. And you know what? When I was in middle school, it wasn't that bad. The problem is, is that he can't enjoy the game. This is how he attempts to enjoy games. And then he's angry and disappointed when he can't. Yeah. Man, Chris, just buy Microsoft Excel and just min-max that. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Here's my question then, Chris. You could get Hot Spring Stories on the iPhone. The sequel to Game Dev Story. You're yeah? one of the 3DSs, are you not? I was, yes. Yes, I'm I am. Sorry for you. I'm sorry for you for that, first off. Uh-huh. Second, are you going to get Ocarina of Time 3D? I wasn't planning on it because All I don't right. like the game. That's the way to be. And now they're like, well, now you get Master Quest 2. And I'm like, well, that's at least a reason to consider yeah. getting this, along with the upgraded textures. But I don't now, know. Now, if I could just talk you out of the 3DS, you'll be fine. You know, Master Quest wasn't that drastically different. It just sort of made you like think twice about a dungeon that you may have done like three times before. I hear there's like hover boots in the original game. I never played it to that point. I'm like hover I'm reading, boots. Yeah, somebody said there was hover boots. Just nope. go play Link to the Past, and you'll be a lot happier. That's there so are t- hover that's boots. That's such a good game. That's a good Zelda game. Why can't more games be like good Zelda games? Like you Link sound to like the an Past. old man right now. Yeah, they're all just Legend of Zelda for the better Legend of Zelda. Well, I like I even like Twilight Princess, and a lot of people hate that one, but I think it's even better than Ocarina. I, need I to love Wind Waker. That. Better pace. I know no one likes sailing, but Wind Waker was great for me. I, I had a Wind true Waker sense of it. I love this inspiration. Okay, that's enough. Oh boy. Uh, so, so yeah, 3DS so, sucks, and we're going on something. Else. 3DS sucks. It's the new platform. Oh, what are you going to play RPGs on? Uh, the, the NGP when it comes. The NGP. Out. Yeah, that's going to because that's going to have market success. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, the moment I've seen everything for the NGP, the only thing I'm wondering is that if it comes out before the end of the year, I just want to know how much of, of my money Sony's going to take because I want it. I think it will be, there's already talked that it will launch in Europe in 2011. Ooh. Yeah, it's, so it'll what, be up by What Christmas. launch window are we expecting? October, November, probably? Yeah. September Ooh, you... 9th, 2011. No, Let's because go. there was a lot Let's of talk like your boys get shafted on these things, and everyone thought, like, oh, Japan only this year. But Ooh. it seems like... Ooh. Europe's going to be one of the ones Ooh. to get it. Here you go. What if they compete with Skyrim? 11-11-11. Yeah. No? I don't know. I don't want to hate the 3DS just because it's Nintendo. 
you know, I love my DS. I love my PSP too. I'm not going to sit and say one's going to be better than the other, but so far the 3DS has shown me nothing to care about. Yeah, it's going to take a year for the good games to come out. And by um, that point, you can just get the, th- uh, the 3DS too, which has like a better battery life and it's no, thinner. No, that and... takes 18 months. <laughs> I'll wait 18 months. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably be waiting that long. Yeah, I'll hold out for the the, the inevitable 3ds slim. See, with that's the thing. Battery life and the NGP. The NGP currently has nothing RPG wise. We we know nothing. It has nothing. About period. Games. Actually, we know nothing <laughs> about games for that system. Oh, Uncharted. Yeah, There's we an Uncharted game, but it still has more interest for me than the 3ds does. Because it looks pretty. Agreed. It I looks don't pretty. Care about graphics. I just. Oh. But this one, I like the NGP. Looks pretty. It, the 3DS look looks pretty like. Why didn't we make it look like the NGP? Because we added you know, 3D. The worst part is I don't Seriously? care about the 3D. I mean, I as I really do not care about the 3D. Oh I'm, my gosh, I'm, I'm at the point that, where yeah. I'm going to have the 3D off all the time. Yeah. I just so realized I like, we're whining fan people. Some of the rumors that are coming out of the 3DS and how the 3D technology is going to give you cataracts. Oh my god! It's like. Seriously, people, do you not know how cataracts work? Where are you no, seeing that, Anna? It's going to cause your babies oh, to be blind. Though. All sorts of crappy rumors people have been posting on the Nets eBay page because we announced uh, Gabrielle's ghostly groove is 3DS now instead of just DS. What the heck so. is Gabrielle's ghostly groove? It Please is basically Uendon. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's how Stella got her groove back after she died. Oh, I played this. Yes, and you really liked it. It was okay. It, was, it, it, it didn't it come out. It came out in Japan, and then it was sort of announced from North America, and then it yeah. was sort of attracted, and now it's been re-announced. It's going to be out oh, in North America as 3DS, and I think it's actually exclusively 3DS for North well, America. Well, what does that mean? Well, it was only it's on only... DS before, but right. But I don't think they're going to put out the 3DS version in Japan. I think it's okay. English only. So, is it actually going to be in 3D, or is it just on the 3DS? It's in 3D. Okay, because it could be like the Atlas one that doesn't have to use 3D. So. You know, it doesn't have to use 3D, but yes. Hey, there's your uh, there's your RPG for the 3DS, um, the Atlas remake of of the game I've already played that we sang, that we created a beautiful song about, Devil Survivor. That I wrote a beautiful song. You, for you wrote to sing. a wonderful song for that game. Thank you. And Chris sang it very well. I forgot I did that. That's awesome. Yes. I need to write you another song. <laughs> yeah, you do. Pick a popular song that you can sing, and I'll create a lyric. Just pick I'll a song. I'll create lyrics for it. Just pick a, a song, bit. I can sing it. I created you another one, and you said it was too high. I don't remember that. Oh, well. I have to go find it. Um, Let's see. I think I was just lazy at that point, not wanting to yeah. get out my recording equipment. Oh, Pokemon Black and White makes me lazy, too. There's so much to do in that game. And that's a terrible transition. But I need to tell you that uh, the Pokemon, the Pokemaniacs were out in force. It sold 1.08 million. In the first 24 hours. In the first 24 hours? Is that what it says? It does. Yep. That's first more than... Day. Yeah, the previous record was like 780,000. Wow. So it sold more in Japan, though. It's only one million here. It was two and a half million in Japan. That's crazy. Oh, that was two and a half million in one week. What's our one week sales here? I don't hmm. think we have one week yet, do we? That's too bad. Uh, don't know. Don't care. Pokemon was officially released. Uh, yeah. Blah blah blah. What else do we have? Oh, it just sold a lot. Okay, that's our story. Sold a lot. Pokemon sells. 
Pokemon awesome. Black, awesome. I've got Pokemon White. I'm loving it. It's a great game. I've got White as well. It's uh, it's still Pokemon though, and there are things that they should have improved that they sh- that they haven't, and there are things that uh, they did improve in uh, Soul Silver and Heart Gold, and they undid them in this version. <laughs> like you know, I'd say actually one of the biggest features about it that they tote that is such a major improvement of the of the uh, the moving sprites whatnot. Yeah. I actually don't like that because they zoom in too close them and they look all pixelated. Well, that's they, they chose that. They could have made the sprites higher quality. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, holding B to run. They finally got rid of that in Soul Silver and Heart Gold, Gold, and they took it away. I don't know why. That really cheeses me off. There was another one. Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, blah. The 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 sprite thing is is the moving sprites. I like for one reason alone. Because Smugleaf will fold his arms during the middle of the battle, as if to say, ha ha, you're not going to be able to hurt me. Because he's Smugleaf, and he's awesome. But, uh... Ha ha! I love Smugleaf. I Which name... starters did everyone choose? I took Smugleaf. Not sure. All of us got the game. Yeah, we know you didn't get it, but still. Who else? Who else got I... one? No, I, I, I chose Oshawott. You So two, two Revolver Oshawotts. And one solid Snivy. So, what else do we have? Manny didn't get anything, right? Oh, I'm not no. going to play Pokemon again for a long time. What happened time. to John? I was on mute. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, Quinn, what did I took Snivy. Oh. I called, him forced me- I called him Forced Meme. Forced Meme? Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, well, actually, I thought so, that, too. The funny thing is, though, is that uh, even though he's saying, you're saying Forced Meme, Quinn... The actual Smugleaf thing is wait. The actual meme about Smugleaf is that it's a forced meme. So by saying forced meme to Smugleaf, you're actually reinforcing the meme. Yeah, it's it's cool. Don't explain the joke, Manny. <laughs> yes, I know. It's funny, isn't it? It is a real meme. If you go check on knowyourmeme.com, you will find that it is a true meme. Yeah, yeah. the joke about Smugleaf that it's a forced meme. Yeah. Well, no, just Smugleaf in general. But so yes, that's the joke though. That it's a forced meme. Well, whatever. <laughs> that's what it turned into. Someone say that. <laughs> so I guess we have no Russian <laughs> So we have no. Yeah, we have no. So there is a uh, Nix uh, actually yeah, took no, Tepig. No, no, no love for the fire pig. Baconator. She named him Baconator. And she also wrote a story about Lufia. On the virtual I console. love wait, 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 wait. Before we move on from Pokemon, we have two oh. threads that are going on on the forums right now. Yeah. One, you can put your friend's code in, and one, you can roleplay in. Yes. You can actually roleplay as a trainer or whatever in the roleplay thread, which is kind of creepy and weird. And the other one, you can put your uh, put your um, your um friend code in. So go to uh, board.rpamer.com, go to roleplaying games, and you'll see the Pokemon thread near the top, hopefully. Oh, so back to Lufia. Lufia and the Fortress of Doom and Parasite Eve have both been raided by the ESRB. They'll probably be showing up on the Nintendo Virtual Console. Well, one will be on the Virtual Console. That's Lufia. Parasite Eve would be on PlayStation Network. So we'll probably see them soonish. Really? There hasn't been a Virtual Console release in forever. Really? I didn't know they What's stopped. What's Virtual Console? That's on the Wii, where they play, put out Nintendo and NES games and TurboGrafx games. Were we saying that it's coming out, you know, Final Fantasy VI is coming out in Europe? I didn't know that that was happening. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VI is coming out yes. in Europe? The yes. SNES version? On the, yeah, the virtual console. Interesting. There you go. Play through ah. that again. Good game. 
or get the uh, improved translation on the Game Boy Advance, though the original wasn't too bad. So, oh, let's see. Ooh, ooh, here's a cool one. Bastion. You ever heard of Bastion? This is the game where the narration reacts to what you're doing in the game. So everything wasn't you do. Wasn't he the main character of Neverending Story? Yes, but this is different. Bastion's an action role-player game, and you're like going around, and the, the game is narrated, and it's awesome. Um, it, we've got news. It'll be out in summer 2011, and Warner Brothers in, Interactive Gaming will now be publishing it. So it's a game from Supergiant Games. Good job for them getting picking up a big publisher like that, and we will have it out on Xbox Live Arcade and released for PC later in the year. Yay! So, I don't know. Woohoo! Uh, I'm just going to double check that again. Yeah, the awesome narration. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And uh, Shining Force. So check this out. This is the most sad thing I've ever seen. Um, So if you go to (laughs) sos.shiningforcecentral.com. The saddest thing ever. This is so depressing. So if if the Shining Force series is to be returned to its former glory, Camelot, who are are who we need. Let's overwhelm them with our love of the series and a bid to get them back on board. Will you help us? Come on. It'll be an adventure. So it's a campaign that they have running on to send tons and tons of fan response and artwork and letters and all that stuff to Camelot to get them working on the Shining Force series again, which will probably never, ever happen because the license is halfway split between Camelot and Sega. So... Good luck. And Sega, they, they had a really nasty, nasty split after the Shining Force third game. And so it is basically at the point where Camelot and Sega will never work together again. As we much as the a, fans would love to. Yeah, the agreement in the forum thread for this one was that Camelot just needs to make another tactical RPG in the same vein of Shining Force, but as a new IP. Um, Dusty Force. Or yeah. um, somebody uh, brought up the fact that they could take Golden Sun and non-glare screen RPG. force. They could do Golden Sun, the tactical RPG. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, but then you would then you would all... see the Golden Sun for fans riot. If you go to sos.shiningforcecentral.com and click How to Help, if you really want to do this, you got a deadline of Saturday, March thirteenth. That's today, <laughs> and uh, get your letters in, and they will send them out to Camelot. Today's the twelfth. Oh, well, so, um, well, I don't know what Saturday, March 13th is then, but uh, that's their deadline. That's what's listed. Saturday, March 13th. So you figure that out. <laughs> so I sent in a letter. Uh, one of the people that uh, frequently chats on the on the cross-stitch form, I hang out on, actually did a really gorgeous cross-stitch of Henri, mm-hmm. who's one of the Shiny Force One characters. Just absolutely beautiful. So and she's submitting that. And so it was like, wow, people really care about this. Well, it'd be nice to have the real game series back again, but it's just not going to happen. It's sad. I know. It's, it's sad. nice to think about how much people would support it. You know what else is sad? EA. They lied to us. Those they lied. Jerks. They lied. They said Dragon Age 2 will have no secure ROM in it, and people download or installed the game from their disks and checked, and secure ROM was on their system because uh, it has secure ROM in it. So Liars. Secure ROM is digital rights management software that protects games. It's anti cop it's copy protection software. You can easily uninstall it by running a secure ROM uninstaller. I yeah, don't know easily uninstall it by having to install two other programs. Give me a break. Two other programs. Oh yeah, there's two sweepers because one doesn't get them all, all the time. Oh sweet. 
Uh, I don't know if the game works if you remove secure ROM, but... Uh... No, sure doesn't. <laughs> this is funny. EA had been ordered by the courts to disclose the use of secure ROM on any games that use it, apparently. I love that. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, Bioware and, and EA had said we're not going to have secure ROM on there, and it's on there, so I wonder how that happened. Uh, they lied. They clearly they lied. <laughs> Well, somebody didn't get in. somebody didn't get the memo. That's for sure. It just slipped in. It just slipped in. Oh, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's some grounds for like a lawsuit. I mean, people were already yeah. suing them before for yeah, secure I mean, ROM. people have sued them for doing this before, so it's like, well, I don't no, know why they can get away with it this time. Uh, from what I've read, um, EA now because they've lost lawsuits on on the past, EA now has a legal obligation to disclose if they have secure yes. ROM on there. You yes. know, you actually, they actually have to say we have Securum. How did now, how did that happen? How do you lose a lawsuit over copy protection software? Oh, because they didn't like properly warn people like that. Plus, Securum was so buried deep in the system that it would start like authorizing use of like pro. They would start saying you can use this file on your computer and you can use this program on your computer. Oh, okay. They would start like digital rights managing other programs on your computer. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, Chris, I just found something rather amusing. Yeah. The next time the 13th of March won't be on will be on a Saturday will be in 2021. <laughs> so they've got so that random piece of useless trivia. So you've got so a very got long time. Years. You've got 10 years to get to save Shining Force is what that means. <laughs> But you know, you know, it's funny. This isn't the only bad. Just back to Dragon. This isn't the only bad thing that's happening with Dragon Age DR. Oh, apparently, a user on the Dragon on the official oh, EA funny. forums for Dragon Age Two, he was banned, like a temporary ban from, from the, the forums, forums, right? Yeah, and he ended up losing access to his entire game. <laughs> the way the ban worked is it banned his whole EA account, so he could play the game only in offline mode and with no access to his DLC. Um, e- later on, after being told. By the forum at by one of the forum moderators that uh, they hire there, we apparently have this weird system of who's in charge of what there. But one of the forum moderators said, um, "Yeah, this is intended. It's according. It's in accordance with our terms of services." Guess you, and basically said, "Screw you. This is how it works. Enjoy not being able to play your game." Um, was later, like a day later or whatever later, uh, somebody else from EA came in and said, "Oh no, this was not intended at all. We meant to ban you from the forums, but not from your game at all. So this was totally not intentional." Even though yesterday or the previous post had said this was entirely intentional. So hey, they they, they rolled the ban back. He has access to his game again. Um but uh kind of a embarrassing moment for well, EA. Well, and again, this is funny because Again, like uh, at some point in 2008 or 2009, they had changed uh, that EA had changed their terms of services to say if you got banned from the forms, you would get banned from your account. There was a whole bunch of whining and cranking. So then the guy was like, uh, yeah, I, it was a memo and I totally misread it. My bad, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they, so in other words, oh, this is blowing up and will be really bad, so we better backpedal. And not wait and do it when nobody is paying attention. Because that's how the media works. Four months from now, they'll do it again and no one will notice. Um, that's, but you know, uh, I, this is a point where I don't, I don't think I would ever buy like an EA game online now, digitally. Because it just seems kind of... I'd rather just get it on a console just not to deal with this kind of like, oh, secure ROMs on my system now. Or, oh, if I say something they don't like on their forums, that would, um, I have to worry about my game. But that would digitally. still affect your console version. You have to sign in with your EA account on the console Oh, version. you got to be... I hate these guys. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because it's all tied You're right. To... You're absolutely right. Cause I didn't my... even... Yeah. I didn't even... In, I didn't even enter anything. It knows my Xbox Live 
username and logged me into my EAID via that. Yeah. I didn't enter a thing. Well, into that's the game. for your convenience. Yeah, <laughs> convenience. So that so when I say something, in, you don't in reality, like, you it is my... for your convenience, but it also means that this could affect you. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is BS, dude. <laughs> I have you read? Um, you read? Uh, uh, one of the guys at Bioware did an uh, interview with Eurogamer. I linked it in the chat. Have you read that yet? No. Yes. It is horribly, horribly condescending. I cannot believe how obnoxious some of these answers come across. Can you give me an example? That's the only only answer he could give. All right, so somebody summarize the article for listeners. game really isn't as good as we think. (laughs) Can somebody uh, please summarize this article? Like, what's going on? What's in Um, there? They were like, why do you think people are giving the game crappy scores? And he was like, because they expect Dragon Age 1 and this is Dragon Age 2. (laughs) <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't think there's anything this what? guy could say PR speak wise that would, you know, he's not going to say, well, you know what, we're really not happy with the game we just released. And, you know, I could see why people would hate it. He's not going to say anything else. Oh, these you are know? crappy questions, what though. We should expect. Listen to this question yeah, that he I actually mean, seriously expects an answer to. Hold on. But at the same time, they're not good well, answers. Let me, add, let me give the okay. listeners one of the questions. All right. One strong criticism leveled at Dragon Age 2 was that it was designed by committee. It tried too hard to appeal too far and wide, and in doing so, it lost a sense of self. What do you say to that? What a terrible question. That's like written by a forum troll. <laughs> it's kind of backing you into a corner, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So... And, of course, he's going to have to give more generic, bland answers to such a question. Why don't you ask, how was Dragon Age 2 designed? <laughs> was there a lot of broad committee, or did somebody with a strong sense of focus for the game, did they direct it? Uh, all right. The so, whole interview reeks of, we want to know what you all think about people hating Dragon Age. Right. And he's not going to come out and say, You're right, it hates sucks. Dragon Age, we failed. <laughs> he's, he's not going to say anything in this situation. Right. Uh, uh, just games reporting. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. see what people hate about Dragon Age 2. I love it. I, Is I that love what both you've been playing? Oh, wait. We hadn't touched reviews yet. Yeah, we're almost there. Sorry, Mac. Um, so two things to point out, and then we'll start talking about Dragon Age 2, because I played it as well. First off, we have a review of Torchlight on XB, Xbox Live. We've got a 3 out of 5 from Gwen Wilson, who is... Um, he's a cranky guy, so it's probably a better game than that. He said, fast pace can hook you in, controls work well on a console, impressive visual depth, depth to the levels, but little distinction between the classes. So easy, it borders on boring for half the game. I wonder if he played on hard. Uh, mechanics, he did. he did? Very hard. Very hard. Nightmare no, he switched to very hard later. He started on normal. Yeah, very he hard is, on it. Yeah, very hard is, um, is weird. I don't like the balance and value very hard. Um, mechanics aren't explained at all. So I don't know if mechanics are ever explained. That's a weird complaint. Because I've seen this in a few places where it's like, well, if you played Diablo, you should know what you're doing. And if you haven't played Diablo, you'll probably stay there with your thumb up. Let me tell you something. In Diablo... Wait, 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 Hold we on, jeez. I would like to finish my thought. I know, but I need, to, I need to throw this out here because you need to respond to it. Diablo <sighs> and Diablo 2 did not teach you mechanics. I didn't play Diablo and Diablo 2. Right, but it's the same. 
correct phrasing of this is if you've played a PC game in the last 10 years, you should have an no, idea. Of it, do, it shouldn't matter because Diablo and Diablo 2 didn't teach you mechanics and people adapted to them just fine. Why does this one need to? I, I will say maybe this is a bigger problem with the Xbox 360 in general that there's no like digital manual. And you could, like, say if you bought this on Steam, you could get a manual with the game. Or if you bought a box retail copy, you can get a manual know, that explains everything. Do you know everything. what the manuals in Diablo and Diablo 2 were for? They were for the background story. They weren't for the I, game. I'm saying, but the, the, uh, an option to read how to play the game is there. See, here's my thing. Look it up online. He doesn't sit and say the game is hard to play. Yeah. He said the mechanics aren't explained at all, which... You know, in his mind, might be the very specific things about stats, uh, you know, things along I, those lines. I, I like this game more than, than Glenn does, and this and, and we we sort of argue about this, but I agree with him wholeheartedly. Like there was a, a while that I didn't understand how to do certain things, like how to mix or transmute stuff, and I have to be like, oh. My gems go in here. Oh, because it doesn't. Yeah, it's that's not what you're talking about. Able, you're not talking about like blowing stuff up. You're talking about like how to do alchemy and stuff. Yeah, he's like not little... saying he doesn't know how to play the game. He's saying that some of the mechanics oh, are not. Oh, yeah, they some do that in Diablo. Oh, yeah, that they, makes a they, lot more sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they they definitely take See, care of that in Diablo. Ironic, I didn't have a problem with any of that stuff either. Like, I just walked up to the thing and I was like, "What do you do? Oh, I see how you do it." And I just do 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 and off I went. It's much easier on the on the It's much easier to grasp that on the PC, I think, than it is on the Xbox. Yeah, because you probably have to figure out what to press instead of dragging you mouse overs on a lot of those things. On yeah. PC too. Yep. Hmm. Okay. I yeah, I, 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 like I, I like it more than Glenn does, but I do understand a lot of his criticisms and complaints. Yeah, totally fair. And I agree with some of them, yeah. except maybe the one that I might have a problem with is that where he says this is inferior to Diablo two in every single way. So it's a weird place to like. Well, if you're coming at it from that perspective, in I, every I can... single way, that's that's a silly statement to make because um, there's some little little areas that surely are. Are improved be- just by being ten years well, later. Well, I'm but... not going to call it like say. I'm, I'm just going to say like like. I guess it's all about perspective because from from where I'm coming from, this seems like a fun little budget title from the guys who made Diablo Two. Yeah, the price like, is a, good, a lot better. <laughs> like a nice little. Right, like, I mean, little... I think that's the other thing is I think everybody's talking about how they're so tired of the Diablo clones. Blah 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 blah. It's like. Okay, but there's so many people out there that haven't played Diablo. So calling in a Diablo clone is not relevant to that audience. Yeah. Here's, well, and I mean, that's quote. particularly true of our site, where we have so many people that are It's relevant games. to that audience. It tells them what game they should go play if they want the real version. Yeah. Here's Ex- a quote from his <laughs> review that really kind of sets everything in order. He said, you know, Torchlight's an awkward game to assess. On one hand, the gameplay is a major disappointment that is worse than Diablo 2 in every way. He mentions the gameplay being worse. But he said, on the other hand, it has no major flaws. And even for a hater of easy games like him, it gets addicting. You know, once the Shadow Vault, yeah. post-game dungeon opens up, other stuff. Yep. So, hey, Chris. You know. What? I guess you just signed on Skype. What? Guess who just signed on Skype? What? Who? Glenn. Yes. You already ask him. No, but like I said, I go ask him. I, I like I in a lot of ways I agree with his review wholeheartedly. I think we're that's why where he and I differ is just perspective, I think. <laughs> no no I'm being serious. That's all it is, is I, I always knew this was just a budget title, a quick small little thing, like maybe eight hours and a small you know, it's just like for for from my perspective, like, yeah, this is fun, it works, it's good. All right, cool. And I think from him, he's expecting uh, like this really just 
from the guys who made Diablo 2, this should be a great Diablo 2 clone. It just didn't meet his expectations at all. And so, on top I mean, of that, this is a port to the 360. Absolutely. And I do, in a lot of ways, I do think it's maybe a better experience on the PC. But at the same time, I do enjoy what's there on the 360. It's, it's a very weird game to assess. I can understand why it has such goodwill. Right, there's like such good will towards the get, game. Well, let's let's guys on the podcast? let's let's beat this dead horse even further because I think we finally came to terms with his reviews. But just just to go, keep going on this, here's Glenn Wilson himself to defend his Torchlight wow. review. Hey, Glenn Wilson here. Yeah. yeah. So I was only half listening. I don't actually know what all you said. It was just we were surprised at how low the score was and some of the criticisms. But it's not a low score. It's a three out of five. Yeah, that's mediocre. You're part of the problem, not the solution, Chris. Yeah, read my my editorial about scores. Come on, man. So what I did hear you guys talk about was the mechanics. Um, I think there's a difference between a PC game that comes with a 100-page instruction booklet that doesn't explain everything to you and you can easily just top on their forums online and read it as opposed Mm -hmm. to a game you download on Xbox Live Arcade that has a help menu that doesn't tell you anything about the game. Yep. And it's like I, it expects I, you to hop on your computer and look up online how to play it. It's, no, I right, think it's a very di- it's a disconnect. I defended you on that point, and I said yeah, you're absolutely right on this. And one of the things that really shocked me is there's a, they use a lot of terms from Diablo too. There's a guy in there called the transmuter, and all he says is, give me items and I transmute them. And it tells you nothing <laughs> what about what that means. I, I told the right. same story, Glenn. I oh, you, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so we, yeah, we kind of already came to terms with what you're talking about, <laughs> but it's cool to hear you say it. <laughs> okay. And actually, uh, the RPG fan review for this, which was about twice as long as mine, pointed out a lot more of the flaws because he had uh, more space to do it. Although overall, he liked the game more than I did. He actually goes into detail about a lot of little flaws and goes into more detail about the mechanics not being explained. I didn't fit that into the text of the review anywhere, but mm-hmm. I mean, the game does expect you to have either play Diablo 2 or go online and look up how to play it, mm-hmm. which I think is bad. Which is so funny, too. I feel like if I didn't play the demo on Steam, I would have been much more lost than I actually was. And, and like they said, Chris, I played one playthrough completely on normal and started a new character on very hard and played most of the way through, and yeah. it wasn't that much harder on very hard. Ah, I found some parts to be a lot harder and very hard. I, I think hard I, I feel the same way. If good. you're playing the main dungeon, it's not very hard. I'm playing on hard, where it actually gets difficult. And you might die when you do the optional map dungeon. Yeah, yeah, the little yeah, the, the little the portals. dungeons on normal were the only part of the game I wasn't bored through. Yeah, but well, they match those... the character level. It's kind of a weird thing. So the main dungeon is set levels. So yeah. if you go to a floor, the enemy will always be this level. Yeah. But if you do the optional dungeons, they're tied to your character level. So they the enemies will always be your level. So if you do like two optional dungeons, you end up over leveled and you just kind of walk through the rest of the main quest. Good so point. it's just it's kind of weird. I mean, I didn't I didn't dislike Torchlight, but it was just Yeah. I mean, I can't talk for someone that's never played Diablo or Diablo 2 because I've played them. So the review is more focused on people who played them before, and when it comes down to it, it's not that good of a Diablo clone. I don't didn't really think it improved anything. Have you played other Diablo clones that you thought were better? Other nope. than Diablo, Diablo. And Diablo 2? That's the first paragraph of the review. It's, it begins and ends at Diablo 2. I've never played anything of the style that I think is better than Diablo 2. See, I really do think it's a perspective thing. Cause, and I, I'm not saying you're wrong, Glenn, at all. I mean, I mean, as much time as you sunk into that game, you know it inside and out. And you, I guess you yeah. would have higher expectations, especially from the people who created and built the systems in Diablo 2. Yeah, I mean and, it's bubblegum. It's you know it's just it's a cute little thing to play, and maybe it makes you feel good, and maybe you miss this type of game. But really, it's like I don't know. It makes me want to 
play Diablo three more because I'm like, oh, no, it's funny. It's, it's such a different perspective because like I'm like the only guy on staff who's played Diablo three in any like real large quantity, and the only reason why I find it difficult to go Diablo two is because I miss the things that are in Diablo three, and yeah. from you know, it's sort of this weird thing where I sort of feel like uh, how Ken Levine felt, like sort of like. Uh, it's funny. Ken Levine tweeted this a while ago, and I thought it was really funny. And that's sort of how my sentiment is. Uh, I'm sorry, just point up. You know, I'm going to marry Diablo three, but that doesn't mean I still won't be meeting Torchlight two at the Holiday Inn near the Interstate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like that. That works. So it's, right, it's I, mean, like I don't for- think I. The thing with Torchlight was I liked it enough to want to try another playthrough on very hard, just so I could see the enemies and see them, you know, not all fall over dead immediately. I mean, and everything was like one hit on normal. So I liked it enough to give the enemies a chance and make the game a little more interesting. But it wasn't a game I wanted to play for 200 hours like I did Diablo 2. You know, it's so weird, too. I want to ask you one thing before Manny jumps in. Go ahead. Since since this is what you felt, Mm -hmm. what could they do with Torchlight 2 to make it live up to your expectations without making it Diablo 3? Is there anything they could do in Torchlight 2 that would improve it enough to make it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I would much rather, if you're going to have classes in the game, make the classes matter. And when it came down (laughs) to it, it didn't really matter which of the three classes you picked. I mean, the, the ranged class got some abilities that only worked if she had a bow. But you could, in theory, not use any of those abilities anyway and give her two axes and have her run around dual chopping. The reason why it's... I understand, and the reason why they did this is because it's not a co-op game, and each class had to be able to stand on its own for a large part. Well, then what's the point of having classes? Why not just make, you know, why not have one character it's that true. can do I mean, I, 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 A lack of balance is kind of what you're saying in this case. Well, it's because you had yeah. to be able to, to hold off on your own, since you're never going to have a friend to, like, make up for your weaknesses. That's true. That That's a good point, Manny, and that, that is true, that you have to solo it. But, I mean, I had a solo hardcore character on Diablo 2 that I got up to level 89, and I got bored and stopped. That was a hardcore soloing to 89. So I covered for my weaknesses just fine with Diablo's 2's, you know, does one thing well classes. I, I, I'm also crazy. And that was in college, and I had a lot more free time. But, uh, so Torchlight 2 could just make the classes matter. You know, I mean, you can find a way to balance it so you don't have a glaring weakness that makes you fall over dead late in the game, which was a bit of an issue in Diablo 2 if, you know, you didn't play it for as long as I did. So, you know, just have classes matter and then make it a little more difficult. We don't, I don't want every enemy falling over in one hit when I'm halfway through the game. It shouldn't be that way. And it wasn't much better on the part. What was that? I said you shouldn't be falling over in one hit unless you're purposefully cheating. I wasn't. How do you? Oh yes, and to all the people who are cheating on the torchlight leaderboards, I lol so hard. How do you cheat on the torchlight leaderboards? I don't know how to Um, cheat. You basically load items onto a USB key and then transfer them back onto your 360. I'm not sure of the precise mechanics. They were discussing it on the torchlight forums how to do it. But basically, there's uh, some loophole that you can load items into the game at the moment. Really? And so people are loading items in and selling them. I'm surprised they let people do that. Yeah, I I think it was just an oversight from the PC version. It's there's a patch coming for the 360 already, ah. and uh, it's gonna fix some of that stuff. I got up to eighth place in the world with the review copy. I had yeah, the, I saw I was that. I was, it was like you and Giant Bomb. I was so I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the thing is if I hadn't made a if I hadn't started over with a second character if I'd kept playing with that one. You yeah, know, for a while I was beating far. you. I wasn't that far from the top, but when you but, switched you know, over, you won't get the points as quickly. 
But, you know, I will say this, though. It's like in a lot of ways, there's not much I disagree with with Glenn's review. Not like not much at all, if anything. Because, uh, but at the same time, I would still give it. I would have given it a four, just because of this sort of like strange thing where I feel like this is the game I would play like in ten minute chunks. Like literally, like when I'm doing the laundry or something, I'll play this game. If I'm tired and I don't want to go to sleep yet, I'll play this game. And and that seems sort of like a weird, like weird thing because I would never treat like a Diablo three like that. Like I'd only play that when it's quiet and I'm alert and I'm ready to actually. Do you think that makes a game great that you can play it in ten minute chunks during laundry makes a game great as opposed to good? I think for some I players would, it does. Everybody needs a bedtime game. Everybody needs think, games that suit their style, and if that suits his style, I, I, I this one says a different perspective. It's like a small budget title that's the kind of thing scoring that I perspective. And, I get that that makes it, you know, I get fine, a three point five. Well, Glenn, but there's no such thing as an objective score, so it has to be based on what he likes. Oh, right. That's why I'm asking him if that's the sort of thing that he thinks would make it elevate a game for a score. Yeah, you can just say I yes. think. In some He's ways, scared to say yes for some reason. No, 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 no. I, I would totally say yes in a lot of ways because you know if th- this is that means that this is the kind of game that I would play more frequently often than other like bigger but like some other games. Other, I don't know, like Game Dev Story. Game Dev Story is totally a game I would game before. That's the kind of thing you would play in a dent- doctor's office and be enthralled the entire time. All right, I have another sure. question for both of you, Glenn. You played a lot of uh, PC Diablo two and. Uh, Yeah, this one, and then you've played this on the 360. Many you played at least the demo, and then you played this on 360. Do you Mm -hmm. feel like the 360 controls are solid enough, or yeah, I had no problem with. No, I never played Torchlight on the PC, but right, I I thought thought you know what the game's type. Yeah, no, I thought it worked fine. The one thing that took me some getting used to was when I my very hard playthrough was as a ranged fighter. And uh, I had a little bit of trouble. Like an important thing to do in this type of game is if you're a ranged attacker, you kind of need to run away from big demons, like stop on a dime, shoot a few arrows, and then keep running before it, you, know, you get within its melee range. I had a little bit of trouble figuring out or getting used to how to do that with a controller instead of with a mouse. Because you know, with a mouse, you, can be, you, know, you click away, and then you click back on the enemy, and then you click away again, and it's easy. Or you hold shift to stand still. So that was the only thing that was a little wonky to me. Other than that, I mean, they, I think they did a mostly good job mapping the buttons. There's no easy way to heal your pet. So on very hard, my pet was just kind of, it's immortal, but it's kind of, it was dead all the time. So it was, okay. I couldn't, I was too lazy to open the menu and heal it. But for the most part, they got everything you really need. So yeah, no, so I had felt no like you would controls. probably score it the same way on PC or 360. It wasn't a hindrance. That's pretty right. much the gist of it. Okay. I think my big right. complaint was like, there, I can, you can have weapon sets on the Xbox 360. Oh, Which you would, on the PC? Yeah, like you, like you, your range yep. attacker could have a melee set when you're up close and like a range. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. And another problem I had was like switching, switching uh, between the skill sets. I'd have to remember to my thumb is all the way up here, and I have to go move down really quickly, push up or down, use that skill, yeah. and remember to push back up. I lightly mentioned that in the review. That that toggle control was the worst part of the controls. That toggling between the skill sets was really. You bad. know, honestly, I probably would have. Damn it, Glenn, I hate you. <laughs> I probably would give this a three on the 360. I probably Join the club. A, I <laughs> probably would have so given many. it a better score on the PC. I you were telling us it was five out of five a couple of weeks ago, Manny. No, I never said no, I said it was getting five out of five reviews. All right. It is? I wouldn't have right. given it a five out of five. So, yeah, I, I like it's not worth five out of five. All right, we I need think, to move on, though. Uh, yeah, we we really do need to, to move on. So uh, I don't. you do want to stick around, Glenn? Or? Are you going to talk about Dragon Age 2 later? Yes. I'll stick around. Okay. First off, Tactics Ogre Review came out on our site. Uh, we gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Wonderful score. 
Um, what I've played so far, it's a wonderful game. Uh, Zach Wellhouse did this review. He said, A nuanced story with multiple endings, balanced character classes, excellent music, eliminates boring genre conventions, but crafting's a drag and the entire team is babies, whatever that means. But uh, there you go. They must whine a lot. Anyone else playing Tactics Ogre? Not no. yet. Okay. Yeah. I really want to, but I'm kind of saving it for last out of the current group of games I'm working on because I know it's like the best. So <laughs> I just can't afford it at the moment. That's my problem. All right. So it is time to talk about our picks of the week. So I think uh, the one everyone wants to get into is Dragon Age 2, right? Um, so Go who wants it. to start off talking about Dragon Age 2? I'll start it. Okay. Go for it, Roy. Just be prepared for me to tear down whatever you build. <laughs> <laughs> well, my two... I, I have been playing two games all week. Okay. My time is just equally between Dragon Age 2 and Pokemon Black. Yes. I've, uh, I've, I've, yeah. Give us I only Dragon just started Age. Doing, uh, I only just started doing Dragon Age 2 for... I really only started really playing it yesterday. But, um... So far, I have found out that um, the on- the one major complaint I can uh, dish against it for the PC version is um, in terms of its graphics, um, my computer should be more than powerful enough to run it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and I can run Crisis on high with no problems whatsoever. I think you need one yeah. of those new ATI <laughs> yeah, cards, some, the 69. For some reason, though, um, it, uh, if I try and... Whatever I try and play uh, Dragon Age 2 on high, it stutters like no tomorrow. And, um... It, I, however, like, if I, I play the, with the game on this graphics on low, which actually looks like Dragon, the original Dragon Age's high graphics settings. <laughs> I, think, I think the... Uh, Chris, can you double-check the feed? Uh, let me check. Looks fine here. Okay. Yeah, we're good. So, what do you think about the game itself? Screw the graphics. Uh, what, the game, what do you um, think about the game? <laughs> the, the, um, the combat system I love. Part, particularly, um, I like playing as the mage character, and I, I love the new animations for the spells. Particularly, one of my f- favorite new spells, it's it, well, actually a, a redone version of the spells, is the uh, the rock armor spell. Mm-hmm. Which is just uh, make, gives your character an added armor bonus in him. Right, in the so original it's Dragon Age, all it did was skill. it would make your character look like he was made of stone for like two seconds, then he would turn back normal. Yep. Um, what now you kind of look like a golem when you use that. I've been playing a mage too, so I know I know what you're talking about. I got that same spell. You all play as pansy mages who use rock armor? No, I just have rock armor. I haven't used it since forever because I haven't needed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is pretty easy. So. Uh, Roy, have you tried oh. going in the settings and changing to DirectX 9? Yeah. I read on the forums that there were some problems with 11. That 11, might be yeah, your their 11 issue. engine is crap apparently. Oh, and I'm also, running it in 11 just fine, but I've heard other... That you need to be, a, to be on the beta drivers for NVIDIA. You can't be on the release drivers. That makes a big difference, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. They like the I beta did, drivers. See, have a bunch I did of fixes. this when I played the demo. I couldn't get the demo to run well at all, and I found in uh, Bioware's forums where someone had a link to a driver to download or something, so... Okay. uh I did that, and it ran fine for the for the release and for the demo. So if you go to NVIDIA's site, get the beta drivers, that'll help. I'm sure AMD must have similar drivers as well. Um, or go buy a new 6990 card. I hear those are quite 
good and expensive. All right. So back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the graphics. I don't well, know what y'all think this about. This is it. important for people because it's ruining, and you need to turn off some of those special it's features and turn but off you've made DX11. The point. Move back to the gameplay. Yes. Fine. Gameplay. I'll say this much before I haven't got as far in as you all have, I imagine, but even casual was too easy for me. And, you know, I love easy games, so. Dude, you played Torchlight <laughs> on easy. I started it on easy. Oh, I feel dizzy saying that. Who's, is that Hal 900? Stephen yeah, Hawking? It's, 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 it's uh, some combination GLaDOS? of the two. What? <laughs> no, GLaDOS sounds better than that. Oh. Okay. It stopped gameplay. Talking. Yeah, well, gameplay. Yeah, because you didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> Do you like the gameplay, Roy? Are you gone, Roy? <laughs> oh, Roy actually is gone. Hold on. I think he... <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> okay, he, he, he dropped off. Up. So we need to take over for him. So here, let me, let me tell you guys what I experienced with this. So I okay. said, I have limited time, but I know this is a big game, and the people on the podcast are going to want to talk about it. So I downloaded it from my EA account on... Um, on Tuesday or whatever, installed it and said, instant play. See, I haven't finished Dragon Age 1, so I skipped all the cutscenes, except the one I had seen already at, like, PAX or something. And uh, I found that this game plays so fast compared to Dragon Age 1. It's like some combination of... of it's, it's more like WoW than Dragon Age in the way I was playing it, because it was just like, run around, find enemy target, and, and pound uh, number key. Now, after the very beginning of the game wears off, that changes a little... Because, as you know, the very beginning of the game is not like the real game. But it, it <laughs> still felt really, really quick. The combat is so fast, and it, it, it gives the game a different feel. It wasn't until I got up to a boss fight that I found myself actually tactically thinking about what everybody needs to do this turn and hitting pause all the time and, and starting to assign skills. Um, it, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like it, um, it plays the same as the first game. It feels so different. What did you guys yes. think about it? Because you played more. I played the first one, and I played through Awakening, and the combat is night and day different to me because I feel like even if you put, try to play the same style, it is so much simpler, and I don't know yet if I like that or not. I don't dislike the combat system right now, but like I said, you know, I started it off on casual just because the first one was so rough wow. on anything other than casual and had to jump up because it was just mindless button pressing at that point mm-hmm. and there was no purpose to anything whatsoever so it doesn't seem horrible yet i'm gonna have to get deeper in i'd say glenn and roy or even you chris may have had more time with it than i I, I think you had more time i got to like the second town or the first town i guess the first town yeah so, uh there's I'm, only one town in the game Okay, well, I got to the town. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yes, I have gone a little further. So, yeah. that goes into my big problem with the game. I, I beat it. I finished it last night okay. or early this morning. And uh, I couldn't get over how limited in scope the game was, especially compared to Dragon Age Origins, but also compared to Mass Effect 2, even Jade Empire, just the games Bioware has made over the last decade. You didn't need to tell me that Dragon Age 2 was only in design and development for a year, year and a half. I could tell playing the game. And not just easy to bullet point things like only one town, environments recycled. So like anytime you go in the sewer, it's the exact same sewer map all game. Even if you go in the <laughs> even if there are like 10 different entrances to the sewer, there's one mansion layout. <laughs> wow. Anytime you ever go in a mansion, 
and you go in a lot of mansions, you know, throughout the game. It's the exact same mansion. So I mean, there were bullet point things like that. that Baldur's Gate Two had some things that felt like that, didn't it? What did Baldur's Gate Two? Where they would reuse a lot of art assets. Wasn't like there that. a lot more art assets used in that well, game? Well, I suppose you're right. But there was a lot of reuse, but it was such a bigger game, you didn't notice it as much. All right. I honestly don't remember that well. It's been so long. I've never okay. replayed Baldur's Gate 2. But this okay. is really obvious. I mean, this is like, you know, only one town, only one poor house layout, only one rich house layout, only All one right. sewer layout. And there are only about maybe a dozen environments in the entire game outside mm-hmm. of, like, the town environment. So, I mean, there's stuff like that, but it just... I mean, I can I could get over and ignore stuff like that, but just the side quests weren't as interesting. I mean, Bioware usually does a pretty good job, not like at Obsidian or Bethesda's level, but they tend to make, from in my opinion anyway, they tend to make good side quests. But like the writing throughout the game, it just I mean, it feels everything feels so limited. It was like they just kind of put it on a paper and pushed it out rather well, than from a writing. This. Uh, let me ask you this about the writing and about the the side quests and stuff. Did you ever yeah. feel any of the same kind of tough choice impacts like you did in Dragon Age Origins. No, I, mi- I missed that. There was no, there was none of that. That's what made, you so know, I did, the, everything... I did the first staff review for Dragon Age Origins and that was like the first 5 out of 5 I ever gave. And the whole reason that that game really stood out for me wasn't because it was the best, best graphical powerhouse or anything along those lines. It's because it was the epitome of a role-playing game for me. I'd never played any of the other Bioware games other than Mass Effect. But when I played this, Every choice that I did felt like it had weight to it. It felt like, you know, if I did this, I was going to anger this person, and it was going to do more than just mean I couldn't get a cutscene with them later. They could turn on my own party. They could start attacking my own teammates. They'd go at each other. There was a whole lot of depth to it, and I just want to know if Dragon Age 2 continues that. No. There's a, there's a oh. little, it's, a, well, it's much more limited in scope. There are, there are no hard gray choices like there wasn't like in dragon age origins there's one part where i mean there's like elves fighting werewolves and it's kind of not really clear if one is good or one is bad but ultimately you get a choice and can kind of i don't remember the details but it's kind of like either the elves die or the werewolves die or you can try to like make peace between them there's really nothing like that i mean just that one simple choice and there were a lot of them like that in uh, dragon age origins there's nothing really like that in two there's a there are a little bit of feuds and you kind of get pulled into them but a lot of it feels like the ultimate outcome is kind of preset, so it doesn't yeah. really matter what side of the feud you want to be Still on. Fixed, okay. Yeah, it just so, a lot of it felt fixed. Now it does a fairly good job sometimes of making you feel like you picked that, but I mean, you can kind of you know we're not idiots. You can kind of tell that a lot of the outcomes seem like they were fixed. So even if you, it gives you the feeling like maybe you role played and you decided it, but really it kind of shuffled you down. It pushed you down that path, you know. And you do so, get a chance. Oh, Good, Paul. <laughs> Sorry, I Speak. tried to ask this question for like two minutes. I was uh, so, saying, uh, um, just to now just your to ten seconds of, is over. So Dragon Age Two. Just <laughs> 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 uh, nice. sort of gist it up. Everything feels sort of just half arsed. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. If you had to sum it up in one word, would you call it yeah. rushed? Yeah, <laughs> the combat's rushed. The story's it, it, rushed. The game's rushed. Is the whole thing? Yeah, it has a lot of good ideas in it. And if someone said, "Like I really love this game and it's the best I've played on a current gen console," you know, I wouldn't think they're insane. There are a lot of good ideas in the game. It's just a lot of it's not executed, and I felt like the dialogue and script wasn't nearly as good as Dragon Age Origins or Mass Effect Two. I do. I mean, there's a lot of potential here. This is the sort of game that I see, 
and it doesn't feel like a sequel. It doesn't really feel like the next evolution. It feels more like here's a taste of what we can make in a future game if yeah. we spent three years on it instead of a year and a half. <laughs> well, see, one thing that I noticed just to start with is I remember in Dragon Age Origins, whenever I would do a, a cutscene or make some big decision, after I did it, I'd commit to it, but I'd go back and just see kind of what maybe a couple of the other options would have been. And I did that with Dragon Age 2 just early on, and it was the exact same thing with one different line of dialogue. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, that's not true. And then it went in the exact same path. I did that and, a couple times, too. And there are a few awkward times where they no-sell. Like, I was playing mostly as a, a, a neutral character, so which means you're stuck picking the I'm a goofball jokester option a lot, which is fine because uh, fun. that's a lot of the more funny dialogue. And every now and then people would react to you making off-color random jokes in the face of a horrible situation. But a lot of times they just they wouldn't they wouldn't sell at all. So, I mean, I, know I can't think of a good example, but you'd like you'd walk up between a brother and a sister about to murder each other, and you get a joke option where you joke about incest, and the woman would be like, "I want to kill him." It's like she wouldn't. If I walked up and made some horrible joke to your face when you're in this dire situation, you wouldn't ignore it. You'd probably you know. So a lot of that wasn't as fleshed out and that was the case more in, in mass effect 2 and and even if you want to go back to the day it was more in the case in a the old 2d you know Baldur's would, Gate okay, 2 would games. you call it People rushed reacted. or would you call it okay. lazy? rushed i don't Actually, think it was that, lazy. That, i think it was a time constraint of, that's sort of my follow-up question is why do you think they only took a year and a half instead of three money money money, money. Because they're owned to, by EA now, they have to do such things. This the is truth is, they I can do to... it. I mean, to an extent, it's really impressive they could push this game out in a year and a half. I mean, there was yeah. a lot of dialogue. It's all voiced. So, I mean, the script was locked in a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, I am impressed that they could do this. It's, I haven't had no problems running it. I didn't find any bugs. It, it windows itself sometimes randomly, and it runs really well in windowed mode, which is rare for me to oh. have ever seen. So uh, <laughs> it, it puts itself into windowed mode and then runs well. Well, my screensaver kicks it to window oh, mode. That's weird. Which has never happened in a video game to me before. But uh, so I mean, it, a lot of a lot of about the game does impress me, and it does have a lot of good ideas. And I love the combat. I wish it was a little harder, but. I think the combat was a huge step forward. Dragon Age Origins just had so many pacing problems, and it was so difficult. So, I mean, the, the combat's combat. great. I just wish, ah, for, for a game you spend so different. long talking, <laughs> I wish the role-playing and the talking and whatnot was, was more fleshed out. So you, you like I mean, the combat. You think it's better combat than Dragon Age 1 combat? Dragon Age 1's combat was would have been good if dungeons weren't three hours long with 500 enemies in them. And it, okay. You know, right. I just no, didn't I want to take yeah. three hours to climb to the top of a mage tower. You know? How did you like the characters? I didn't like them that, as much. Didn't like them that's, as much. And that's something Adrian, Adrian and I were talking about this a little bit. Adrian thought that uh, Dragon Age 2 script was better. And from talking to him about it, it was because he liked the characters better. And I didn't okay. like the characters as much. So that's kind of a subjective thing that you can't really... One thing I will say is the characters in DA2 are much more realistic than anything Bioware's done before. Hmm. These are actually like believable people... Who react believably, as opposed to, you know, so like, like people that shapeshift yeah. into dragons. <laughs> Are you talking about Flemeth? She's, yeah, <laughs> yeah she's, <laughs> she's very realistic. You know, and that was one thing. To, I I think Flemeth has the potential to be a great character. So yeah, I was no kind of like, when I saw her in the opening, I was like, I hope she has a big role in the story. Doesn't and then like, like when Sandal returned, I was like, that's so cool. I thought Sandal was this great, funny character from Dragon Age Origins. I was like, well, maybe Dragon Age Two will have more with him and more about why. He, you know, what's up with him. Uh-huh. And then it just kind of didn't really deliver on these things I was kind of hoping. I was That's like, why'd bad. you kind of include this and then go nowhere with it? 
Just enchantment? Yeah. <laughs> Flemeth looks this so huge awesome. Scene. He talks to the dog. Don't like when I first got the dog, Sandal walks up and has don't this spoil entire it. conversation. <laughs> what? My enchantment. Don't spoil the scene. You get the dog as a download sport, as a free download, and that was the first cutscene that happened when I got the dog was Sandal in, talking. In to which it. game? Dragon Age Two. Oh, in two. Okay. If you uh, register oh, online, I haven't, yeah, I did, game. but I I would never escaped immediately danger and got back home or whatever it says I need to do. Oh. Okay, so I have all I these downloads, but I can't collect them. Is a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> It's a spoiler. It was cute. It was cute. It was cute. Sure. All right. And the choices wow. don't really matter. They throw an unending barrage of kind of faceless, kind of nameless NPCs with you and every have you, on you every can quest. Can I ask? Have you verified the choices don't matter by like loading save files and seeing how they play out differently? Uh, no, no. Okay. No. I, you know, you did a I played times. a lot of video games. You could you could tell in Dragon Age Origins that you had a major real choice, and you could tell in in Fallout Three when you murdered someone, they would stay dead forever. <laughs> yes, and then you know, Dragon Age Two, choice. you could kind of tell that no matter what you did. I mean, again, I'm, I'm speaking vaguely, but no matter what you did, there are certain key events that will happen and play out pretty much the same way, no matter what. I, it, I, honestly, Dragon Age Two seems like a more cinematic, fast combat experience meant to appeal to all the people that don't like Dragon Age One. That's what I always I agree with that, except cinematic. I'm actually uh, that was another thing that felt. Oh, rushed. really? Okay, because of the I, beginning I, I, feels very cinematic. Does that change? You're right. It does. It goes okay. away. Oh, All right. Without that's without bad. spoiling anything else, too, this is one thing I have my own guess on. Let me guess. They didn't really do much at all with your imported data. That is true. They didn't. I didn't notice anything in Dragon Age Two that had anything to do with my imported data. And any time they referred to, you know, the Warden or the Blight, it was all very vague terms that had nothing to do with what what I did in my playthrough. Well, you saw yeah, the I, interview that was linked earlier, Michael, right? Yeah, I saw some things, too. <laughs> that he's like, well, we tried to do more with it, but it felt very forced, so we stopped doing more with it. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they you know, did, I would, uh, I'm so simple. I just would have been happy if they at some point in the game said, I mean, I, I guess I don't want don't to be too spoil, spoilery please. with Dragon Age Origins. But, I mean, they could... Dragon Age Origins has a potential for certain important people to die or live. Uh-huh. And I, if they'd had one sentence in Dragon Age 2 referring to that, or even like have someone show up or not show up based on whether or not he died or lived on your playthrough, oh. I mean, or even a reference to who the king or queen was by the end of Dragon Age Origins, because you have an impact on that. Oh, from what I hear, Little things like that, that I would have liked. They do do that, but apparently some of them, it's messed up on some systems, so if you were a man in one game, they might assume you were a woman. They're I supposed catch- to have done that. I didn't really catch any dialogue that referenced my Dragon Age Origins outcomes. Like when you make and, your character at the beginning, you get to choose your background or import yeah. your save file. So you think it's going to yep. make a difference. It didn't. It should. But like the tiny little thing about mentioning the, who's the king, like is Alistair king or not? Something like they mentioned. By the way, did you play? A, oh, go ahead. They said in an interview that the one reason they didn't do some of that stuff is they wanted to make Dragon Age 2 as accessible to everyone as possible. Oh, it's uh, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's I say it was just we didn't do it. Pr <laughs> blah blah blah. What is a uh, what is, uh, seventh and Michael? What characters did you play as? Did you play as a man or a woman in Dragon in Age Two? Dragon Age Two, woman. Man. So I've I pick a, I pick the woman for my in, I pick the woman for my quick playthrough, and she's pretty awesome. I'm really liking her voice acting and, and voice acting is awesome. All that with stuff. The lady. So I don't know if that's 
true of the man as well. But it's um, it's like a female shepherd and yeah, lady. Does, does right. the woman come across as schizophrenic, bipolar, depending on how you flip between good or evil sounding voices? I only did good, so I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, like I've had in one conversation, like, you know, you'll click something joking and Hawk will be like, like, oh, what are you two fighting for? Is it like incest? Ha 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 And then you'll pick something evil and it'll be like, I don't understand why you would do this. You can just kill him. I was like, whoa, whoa. Like, what do you? And then you'll pick the good option and he's like, I think we should all resolve this peacefully. We can. I was like, what? He changes his accent too, huh? Well, no, that's really Glenn. That's the <laughs> Glenn changes his accent because he doesn't have a consistent European accent. Please, sir, can I have some more? Roy dropped again, by the way. Add him back. I've been trying. Uh-huh. Again oh, okay. and again. So. Um, yeah. But you want Roy to hear my bad accent? Is that it? Yes. I didn't notice. His, I didn't notice oh, any problems with the uh, with the lady hawk. So that was well, I chose thing. pretty consistent options, but there were a few times within a. I've role played as a character that mostly joked around, but had a few things he was passionate about. And when those few passionate things came up, he would respond in a more friendly oh, or unfriendly oh, tone wow, of voice. Wow, you made a backstory for your character. Yeah, you did a lot of work. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the good yeah. stuff about the game. He it, it made it into fun. the RPs, Chris. No don't kidding. Apparently, oh, I don't. I just. I feel bad if I. It's like with the Bioware games, it's always like all good or all bad. Like it was. It doesn't yeah, seem well, to see, ever this work. One, there really is no good vary. and bad. It, it, yeah, there is no. That's. I mean, there are a lot of good ideas in Dragon Age Two. There is no well, good or bad. Well, now, so now, was, hold on, hold on. There's party member alignment still. So yeah, can't you cheese people off and they'll leave you? Uh, no comment. Oh, <laughs> what? so what I, I rolled really? as was like I, my character you was can't a mage. Comment like well, Look, I'll say this that by should, the end of the game in Dragon Age One. Members, there's multiple people that you can have that happen to, so it's like not a spoiler to know that you can do that. Are you saying it's weird in this one that it would be a spoiler just to know that you can do that? I'm saying I don't want to say any too much on that because right. wow. there are. One thing Dragon Age Two does do really well is the way it handles your party. Okay. I wish I liked the characters more, but. So, for example, I played as a mage, and I was role-playing as a mage that wanted to help other mages as much as possible and stick it to the Templars as much as possible. Ah. I kept in my party a guy who had been a slave for a mage and hated all mages and thought all mages were evil. Mm-hmm. So every time I would get a chance to help mages, it would piss him off, and it made some funny dialogue because he would get cranky the whole time he was with me. Sweet. But uh, I guess you know one thing that's not a spoiler is it, it lo- once you max out friend or rival for an NPC, it locks that choice. Oh. So once someone's locked as a friend, they're a friend forever. If you get the scale all the way negative, BFF. it locks them in as a rival, and they won't. They don't leave your party immediately upon being full rival. I can't say that. Oh, so and there are a- bonuses you there are bonuses you get in the game for making someone a rival. So I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler because why would you give someone a bonus for making a rival if they leave your party immediately? Yeah. It's Dragon Age BFFs. Huh. Has any has anyone tried out any of the DLC? I know there was supposed to be like a day one DLC release, paid DLC, right? I didn't get the signature edition, so no. I, think I got. It's free. I did. I got it all. There was supposed to be like the story about a prince or something like that. Oh, that you got that free. Like I, I got. Yeah, it you free. got the signature edition. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. All right. How's that DLC? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't gotten I far enough yet. to be able to access it. Another cute idea they could have played with more is since the entire story is a flashback being told through the eyes of someone who was there, they could have played with that more. They do it in the intro, and there was one other time in the game they played with it again that I thought was fantastic, and that was it. I wish they'd played with that more in the gameplay. Which is odd, since he's actually not there in the intro, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, it's true. 
I guess like he meets your mom. I guess it could be like he sat down and your mom told him what happened or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have a sibling in your party to start with, so. Yeah. So anyway, I guess I didn't yep. I think it's a little deceptive that they called it Dragon Age 2 because the only thing it has in common with Dragon Age Origins is the setting. And even then it takes place in such a different part of the world that it's like the same way Oblivion and Morrowind are in the same setting but really don't have much to do with each other. This is kind of like Age Awakening was more of a sequel in other words. <laughs> yeah. And this this is more like you know, Mass Effect 2.5, Dragon Age 1.5 kind of merged into one game in a fantasy setting instead of a sci-fi setting. That was rushed. Uh, Skype has let me return. Welcome back, Roy. So we've kind of reviewed the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's an awkward game to recommend because it does things so much easier and the pacing is so much better than the last couple of Bioware games that I think people could fall in love with that and not care how rushed and simple and not be disappointed by what the things little i, I played plays so smoothly and easily like even though the combat was changed in a way i don't like it was still good yeah you know? it is smooth yeah it's like you would like the deep depth of dragon age origins with the fine-tuned refinement streamline well, of Dragon Age. I, I don't know that they did much refinement other than make the combat easier and and reduce a lot of cooldowns but uh, <laughs> all <Yeah>. right <laughs> Okay. It had the feel of Mass Effect and that I felt really awesome while I was playing it. Like you feel like a badass, you know. You every skill is really good. You can't really go wrong. So, you know, you, you pick a couple skills, you use them all game and you feel like a really yeah, badass. And that's mage. a problem. Like in the first one, I, there were so many different things I need to worry about. Like this fight, I need these skills and I need to use them properly. And I kind of miss that unless that comes back later on. No, not really. At at later levels, there are cla- cross class combos, but I never. The game was easy enough that I didn't really care about it. So like a uh, a uh, a mage has some skills like ice skills that make people brittle, and then there's a very specific skill a warrior can use that takes advantage of brittle to deal six times the damage. Ooh. So it's nice on paper, but most enemies don't really have enough life for that to really matter. <laughs> That's what I'm I was casting, noticing. Yeah, <laughs> right. When I'm casting Death Cloud and it you know, screws up an entire mob of enemies who now have their attack speed and ability to hit and everything jacked up. It doesn't really matter if I'm doing six times the damage or one time the damage. They're all going to die in a few seconds. All right. So uh, the only other thing that would normally be what we would talk about here is how is the PC modding scene looking? But it sounds like you can't yet, right, Roy? Yeah, um, so if, uh, there hasn't been a tool set released for it. Uh, people are becoming very clever about how to mod for it though um in order to mod for dragon age um you have to uh use a program that opens up the game's coding files and edit them in such a way to what you do for whatever you want to do like the i just edited it in such a way that i get the end game armor at the very beginning (laughs) wow On, on 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 the plus side um if you're someone that doesn't know how to mod um and there's something specific like that you want to do. It's an easy. It's it's a lot easier to mod for than Dragon Age was. Like if there's something like so, you want to get the in-game armor at the beginning of the game. It's a very step-by-step process of how to do it. It's really easy. On the other hand, though, um, there's definitely not going to be that many mods released for it. Why do you say that? Because there's no tool set to create them with. 
Oh, sorry, I zoomed out for a sec. Sorry if you were. Are they not going that. to add a tool set? <laughs> nope. And oh, uh, wow. So so far, uh, most most of the mods are more than likely going to be uh, confined to uh, face morphs for your various companions. That is unfortunate. So can, did they release Although, a tool set for Neverwinter two? I think they did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm pretty um, sure they did, actually. Yeah. So we were just stick to Dragon Age too, 1. Yeah, I know, I know. Al- although so, there, is, there is one out there that I would recommend if you're like me who... Uh, um, the one thing that annoys me a lot in games is uh, clipping with armor and weapons and whatnot. Yeah. It's one of my little pet peeves. And there is an... And no matter if you play as a male mage, if you, when you have a staff equipped, it, it clips with the feet. So, um, and there is a little uh, weapon, uh, there is a little mod that someone came out with that it's very easy to install. You just have to, you just have to put it in the game's files. It takes like 10 seconds to install. It's it's called Hide Weapons, where what it does is it, it just makes the staff invisible while you're outside of combat. Ah, okay. So, so you, it, it avoids the clipping issue and you just see the armor. And then when you're in combat, he it's almost like he pulls the staff out of his pocket. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it works. It's magic. He's a magician, right? That's how he does it. All right. So you, we should you can justify oh. it with that. Yes, let's do that. So I think we should move on from Dragon Age 2. Um, is there anything... Is that like the picks for uh, Michael, Glenn, and... and uh, <laughs> And Roy, or the, the only other thing I had been playing is Dragon Quest Six. So Double Dragon, as far as Double Dragon. <laughs> are you liking that a lot, or are you one of the people who says, you know, Dragon Quest Five was better? This is just wrong. No, um, I like Dragon Quest Six. Uh, Dragon Quest Five. I know Glenn and I have talked a lot about Four versus Five, and I doubt he's touched Nine or Six yet. But I've been on like a Dragon Quest kick over the past year, ever since I started with Five. Call it a Dragon Quest quest. A Dragon Quest quest. <laughs> and I've, you know, I've really enjoyed what 6 offers. I think it does things a little clumsier with the job system than Dragon Quest 9 cleaned up. But at the same time, it also has some things that I wish Dragon Quest 9 had kept. Because it's more comparable to that with the job system than it is you know, Dragon Quest 4 or 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, your characters are unique, and they have their own unique spells and skills that they use that are not tied to, uh, you know, kind of like having their own job class. I think I'll have to put it on par with four. Um, I think Dragon Quest Five overall probably is the better game, mm-hmm. just because of the balance that it has, even though I didn't like the end game as much on that one. Um, but Dragon Quest Four, I think a lot of people bashed on that one and i enjoyed it quite a bit and i'm enjoying dragon quest 6 about the same um though i think dragon quest 4 was a tighter story design it was you know it had the chapters even when you got to the last chapter the focus was you know still straight there it had a good villain you know this is more of a free roaming adventure kind of thing so yeah it's not bad not bad at all i don't dislike it still enjoying playing it but I think almost, I might even say 4 is a more enjoyable game. Okay. I didn't play 4 or 5, so I'm really, really liking Mm -hmm. 6. But it's starting to slow down because it gets so freeform after a while. How far are you? Oh, um, I just... uh, uh, Let's see. I can do this without spoiling. Uh, I just finished the mirror story. Yes, the um, where there's uh, the love story. Yeah. Yeah, I just got to that. 
Okay. So I'm, I'm just catching up to where you're at. So, so far I agree, you know, it's just a little too open at times and jumping between the two worlds is they just give you a guide though, at pain. least and that that's yeah. helpful. Yeah. yeah. Jumping between the, the worlds is just more of a pain sometimes mm-hmm. than a good mechanic. But I think four and five were definitely more solid games and, I think nine's still in a different ballpark. It's not not so much better, but some of the things that it did, you know, it really does show an, an evolving of Dragon Quest, which is almost an ironic statement in itself. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. all I really have that's worth talking about. I've been playing some Trinity Souls of Zillol, and Ooh. that's, yeah. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to that now that other people have finished Dragon Age, and we'll probably review it before I do. So, okay, it's just a, it's it's not bad. It's just a trudge, you know. That's too bad. But imagine Kingdom Hearts without the Kingdom Hearts charm, and you know, it's a button mashing nightmare. Ouch! Hey, I have. I need to ask you: Did you ever play the multiplayer in Two Worlds too? I did, but nobody else ever joined my world. So. <laughs> <laughs> So you played the co-op I, alone? I tried. I tried going in there, and I could see, you know, it's a lot like uh, White Knight Chronicles multiplayer was in that it's a separate quest from your initial main story quest. Okay. It's, it's you know, the, the whole Two Worlds 2 multiplayer is its own multiplayer campaign that you can play through with other people. And you create a whole different character for it. You do all kinds of stuff for it, and uh, just nobody else was joining in at the time, so... That is it, too bad. I just learned about that this week, and I really wanted to try it, but I don't know. It sounds it's cool. nice. I mean, you can go in and do stuff and at least have a character ready for when you get somebody else on there that will join up with you. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that way you're not too far behind. But, yeah, Two Worlds 2 was a, a surprisingly... Can you give us a couple coffees so that we can talk about it on the there podcast? There you go. <laughs> two Worlds 2? Yeah. Let's see what we can do on that. <laughs> That'd be fun. Excellent. Thank uh, you, Mac. What is uh, What about Pokemon? I think it's time. That came out last Sunday. Who's been playing the Pokemans? Not me. I've been playing the Pokemans. I have also been playing the Pokemans. It's been so I've hard. Only, I've, only, I've only got the first badge, so I've barely played it. I've, yeah, uh, I'm on the second gym. I finished the second badge, so I'm furthest. Yay! So what do you guys think? Uh, obviously, it's still Pokemon. Uh, what is your favorite addition the, or change? The lack of running shoes blows. Well, you get running shoes. Yeah, but you have to hold down B. Like, yeah, what? they rolled that back, basically. That's very sad. Maybe in Pokemon Gray, they'll fix it. Yeah, I know. That's a stupid part. Um, Things that I like. I like the greater variety right off the bat. I, I'm not sitting with 20 normals and birds in my damn box going, when am I getting an electric Pokemon base? Can you say something about a companion cube just once? <laughs> Bulky buddy box? Companion cube. She doesn't... She's Bulky doing buddy the, box? She's talking the, the WoW version of the companion cube. No. Um, oh, it went over my head. Thing. Oh, okay, I'm a loading. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about in reference to a companion cube. Uh, well, it's go awful. ahead. Talk about Pokemon. Your voice sounds like uh, a robot, so... Hence, companion cube talk, because Gladys. Is that a little better? Yeah, that's better. Sorry about that. It's not not much, but it's better. Uh, So, anyway, you like the variety of Pokemon, and what's really nice is none of the old Pokemon are in here, so it's all new Pokemon, so you don't have a, this feels old, none of that's going on. 
So that's cool. Um, other than that, you, you've got people moving around in battles. And is there really anything else they added? Well, the new world setting's interesting. And I like the fact that the um, stat-changing moves are now team-wide. Yep. I don't remember them being like that No, that before. that's new, yeah. Um, what I like is that the story is like you and two other people on an adventure at the same time, and they actually kind of pull it off. Um, yeah, the story, so much better. I actually like having a story. Story is nice. Yep. Um, but other than that, it really is still Pokemon. So it's oh, just yeah. an improved but I mean, interface. I wouldn't want them to change too much because then it wouldn't feel like a Pokemon game No, anymore. that's okay. It's time to make Pokemon feel new. I yes. think they could have changed more. Um, and and that's just something Nintendo doesn't gets, do, right? But I'll actually play Pokemon if they make it new. I mean, you're just gonna have to wait for a long time as they change little things, little things, little things, and then yeah. So I'm never actually gonna play a Pokemon game, <laughs> other than the <laughs> Ultimate Game Snap. Pokemon Snap's awesome. That's pretty awesome. Pokemon Snap is indeed awesome. We need Pokemon Snap too. Yeah, and that'll never Ranger happen. And Mystery Dungeon crap. Well, that was something that we were talking about. It's like, hey, the 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 built-in can. Yes, and stuff, and we're already starting to see games that you take pictures of stuff in real life, and yeah. it affects your game. Did you uh, did you play so, uh, did you play there. Africa, Michael? No, but it sounds like Pokemon Snap realistic. Yeah, so I'm wondering why you didn't give it a shot. You can go pet fish in Blue Ocean as well. So, fish petting game. There you go. Yeah. Oh, no, you can explore. No. You can look for Nemo and the clownfish and the sea anemone. No. I think every game Japan makes, you can fish in it. You can even fish in Torchlight. Not that that's made... That's not made in Japan, Japan, but okay. (laughs) Fishing. (laughs) Not exactly a huge deal in video games. Hmm. How do I mine for fish? How I mine for fish? Uh, But uh, Pokemon, you know, being a Pokemon game, it's a pretty good version of a Pokemon game. It's definitely one of the better versions. And so if you want to play Pokemon with people, this is a great version. Do it. Get it. Share codes on our forums, and we'll play more. All right. So who else has another game that they'd like to talk about? Um, I've actually just got something sort of game-related um, that I wouldn't mind discussing. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually had that much time to play stuff this week. Uh, I've been mostly busy with um, university stuff. However, uh, I do now have my um, final year uh, dissertation proposal um, sort of approved, as it were. Um, and I'd be interested um, in hearing from our uh, delightful forumers. Um, I'm going to be doing a research project um, during my next university year. Um, can World of Warcraft teach people real-life skills on stuff related to that? Um, how about so can basic- World of Warcraft teach people how to avoid real-life things? <laughs> well, yeah, that would probably make an interesting research subject, but I've gone with this one. Okay. Um, so really, I'm just sort of interested in hearing from our forumers if they feel as though they've learned something from playing. You know, it seems like I've, a lot of the work, like that. Uh, you know, I'm sure like you've all heard of Jane McGonagall by this point, right? Yeah, I'm buying. The, I'm oh, in the, process the teacher of in uh, Harry Potter. Yes. No. 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 Uh, yeah. The woman who says that gaming can transform the world, and that yeah, it's, this is a force that we're not tapping into. No, yeah, I haven't heard of her. She says we need to play more games. I don't know her. Yeah, she is a she's she wrote a book called Reality is Broken, uh which basically deals with something called gamification, like how you can harness people like playing games for 
business purposes. Okay. Um, when I was discussing my project proposal with uh, my my supervisor, uh, Jane McGonigal's book was like, go here first, <laughs> sort of thing. Oh, okay. It, it probably makes for a rather interesting read anyway, just if you're into games in general. I mean, the book's like, what, seven pounds on Amazon? That's what, ten bucks? Wow, that's a heavy book. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, get these oh right versions. okay uh, so but really so what i'm really interested in hearing just informally is from our uh from anyone really is um do you feel as though uh, playing games i don't necessarily mean um mmos in this particular case just yet but do you feel like you've learned something from playing them any you know something anything yes fire uh, beats water you know, her GDC fire. talks and her <laughs> yeah, TED talks. Maybe I really didn't learn that after all. Yeah, her TED talks are amazing. And actually, in all games, fire does not beat water. Some games, fire is weak to water. You don't want to. Yeah. You know, in Maybe Pokemon, you want to you wanna go up against uh, water with grass. Yeah. Nori are hot. So, to answer your question, no, apparently I didn't learn anything from gaming. No. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. So, what are you asking people? Have Basically, they anything from gaming? Have they learned, learned anything learned, from gaming? Learned right. anything from playing game? I, my my research project is specifically focusing down to um, World of Warcraft. So you're gonna make uh, a uh, you're gonna make a thread on the forum for people to post in? Yeah, I probably will, okay. unless they want to post in the podcast thread. Well, That's... put a link to that thread in the podcast thread, or or just so. I don't know. People post them both, maybe. I, I, I know will, there are times every now and then where I have gained some kind of probably not important knowledge from a video game. It's been a while. I mean, I'm trying to think. I know <laughs> there's a one line in one of the Brasana games where someone's cooking ramen and they talk about putting sesame oil in it. And I was like, that sounds delicious. I've never done that. So mm. now I put sesame oil in my ramen because I learned so it in a video good. game. So there are little things like that. I know every now and then I shock people by telling them something and they're like, how do you know that? And I'm like, it was in a video game. But... If you're so, talking about knowledge, it's pretty rare for that to happen. In persona, oh yeah, I was gonna say I'm more, I'm more looking for um, like skills because uh, what what a lot of research is being conducted into is to see if um, people who play games can learn um, business skills. I uh, know I think I can't remember if it was Jane McGonigal or someone else who conduct no doing conducting research to say if um, for example uh, guild leaders in World of Warcraft. Um, can you successfully teach if if a person can yeah. um, if a person can teach and lead twenty four people in a virtual environment um, can he therefore translate that skill into can he lead and teach twenty four people in a business environment so it's more the social pack leader business yeah. sense needed in MMOs is the, your because, direction I mean, really, yeah, you're not so going to really to that yeah, you're not going to get that out of a single player game because that's really more of a social skill, and the MMOs just happen to have a yeah, social group. Yeah, well, the only reason I'm asking, the only reason I'm asking um, a lot more generally now is I just kind of want to see what people's experiences with it are. I know, you know, I know I'm going to be focusing down, but that doesn't happen until I actually begin the project next year. Okay. At the moment, it's still kind of uh, in the kind of um, sort of review stage. You know, I've got a go out there and examine all of the stuff that that currently exists on the subject so everybody plan everybody listening help quinn do his homework please so this is your master's dissertation or something or your doctoral thesis? no this is my this is my this is my um bachelor of science dissertation 
Wow. You well, you have to write a big, like, thesis paper for your BS? England sucks. Yeah, no kidding. I know, dude. Yeah. Seriously. And if you're yeah, in England... In Canada, um, if you're doing a four-year degree, you have to do a dissertation. Yeah, in most in England, most degrees are three uh, between three and four years, and you usually have to do a final year project, which is oh. um, either a, a long dissertation or, um, bearing in mind the course that I do, um, yeah. you can also do um, construction projects, so, like, detailed modeling projects and stuff like that. You just have to come to America. You don't even have to show up to class and you can get your bachelor's. Right. I got, I got right. two bachelors in America with no dissertations and hardly any showing up to class. Yeah, I, I, we do things differently in England, I think. Sounds unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. Sounds and it like rains the all the time there, too. Students are educated. More work? What? More work. <laughs> More work. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's see the world they should. All right. I'd rather <laughs> be safe. Glenn, did you play anything else this week that you wanted to talk I played, about? I played Torchlight and I played Dragon Age too. Sounds good. Um, and what else did we have? Anna. Anna, did you play anything else? Anything other than Pokemon? Oh, I I played um, Pokemon and I played. Um, Sounds like I played Sacrifice this week. I think that was technically this week. It might have been really oh, late Saturday night. Sacrifice. Oh, I played a little more 999 and I got stuck again. <laughs> it's not hard to do in that game. But I'm they give you hints. I just, just keep trying game. to do what you're trying. Just keep trying to unlock the door and you'll get hints. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I ever had problems getting through the actual puzzles after a while it well, was more yeah, so I know getting the right ending and taking the right combination of things to get the yeah. correct ending that I had problem with yeah. oh, I didn't I'm get not all the endings though what ending I get I don't think my big achievement with Sacrifice was that this is the first time I did a playthrough without dying a single time and oh. never reloading good for you Yeah. because oh, sac- I seem to recall Sacrifice getting pretty hard at times well I've, it's probably probably about a dozen times I've played it now so it took me the 12th attempt to beat it without dying Okay, well, that's. I Although think it helped that the final boss who cheats didn't uh, wasn't too didn't hard against me. That's usually where I have to reload. Yeah, the final boss in that game sucks. Yeah. I think it's time for us Ugh. to sacrifice this podcast. It's, uh, it's been going on for quite a while. So we're going to wrap up. An enemy wizard is approaching your altar. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, like I said, feedback podcast at rpgamer.com. Join us for our live show at uh, irc.esper.net in pound rpgamer um, on 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Easterns, or just rpgamer.com slash live. That's probably easier. we got a chat room applet for you there and, of course, the live stream. Um, we don't have anything sweet going on at rpgamer right now to plug, do we? No? Not yet. No. Uh, okay. We're going to be having a contest soon for a copy of Dragon Age 2 for 360. Oh, Mac, you're, uh, read his uh, Kingdoms of Amalur preview if you'd like to what we had to say. All yes, right. indeed. Check out Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Amalur, there you go. Uh, and play everything. Enjoy Are we Pokemon. Anything Dark Square? No. Yeah, I'm in the beta, but I can't play because I don't have a PC. We we they gave us an offer of getting beta keys, and I followed her up, followed up, and asked her a little bit more. Uh, let her know that I was trying to wait for Maxstorm to get back to me on that, and also asking for some other stuff that her company um, handles. And she uh, never wait, responded asked, to me. I got a beta key. I just didn't care. I didn't no, they play. wanted to give us 75 keys to give away or something like that. Good God, I don't think there's that many people interested. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was some, some they wanted to give a, but they wanted us to give them away this weekend. And I'm like, well, I need to talk to the people no. who would actually do that. And um, I never got a hold of them, and she never wrote me back. So I don't know what's going on. You couldn't email somebody? Come on, Chris. Well, I messaged MacStorm, and he didn't reply, and I yeah, forgot to send an email. Not he was in line for a new iPad, and he didn't get AT&T signal there. Who? <laughs> no, that was yeah. me. Yeah, that's right. Did you get a new iPad, Mac? Oh, no. I do not have an iPad, nor will I have an iPad. That's right, damn it. Because that's evil. I've got an iPod Touch, and that's all I need. That's all he needs. All right. So uh, let's go play with our iPods, iPod Touches, or your Pokemons, or whatever it is you're playing this week, your Dragon Age, and it's time to wrap up. So we'll see everybody next week. And until Later, then, all. Goodbye. 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 Bye now. My pick of the week is Project Overlord. Bye. Mass Effect. No one asked me. <laughs> well, why didn't you speak up? Nice. <laughs> Manny, why don't you tell us what you played then? No, it's too late. Show's no, over. No, 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 I didn't speak up. Well, why didn't you say anything? Show's over. See you next week. Oh.